0: when i was a little kid my grandparents lived right around the corner they used to leave the the, you know the food out on the table after dinner they'd leave it out to cool before they would put it in the fridge so i would sneak in the back door my grandfather would say here comes the little meat eater
1: (laughs) yeah the little meat eater
0: (laughs) i would sneak in and eat whatever meat was laying on the table I mean, that's an adorable upbringing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why your
1: parents didn't feed you enough I know. in the first place, and why you needed to go door to door scavenging. Well, you, you know, get hungry. I, when I don't know. You're the other neighbors beasts. might have had not so cute
2: of a name for you. I mean, was that, <laughs>
1: did you stop at
2: your grandparents, or did you
1: just Here keep trucking? The down? Yeah, really?
3: exactly.
2: Here comes the burglar. Yeah,
4: exactly. Don't
2: feed Val. If you see her in the daylight, <laughs> something's wrong.
5: Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show.
0: It's five minutes after six at DVE. Here is the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. There's Center 11. It's 64 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. A new report finds nearly 10,000 people have been diagnosed with 9-11 related cancers linked to the toxic dust at Ground Zero. The New York Post reports the Federal World Trade Center health program has counted 9,795 first responders Downtown residents, workers, and students who have come down with cancers related to the residual aftermath of September 11th. Group's medical director, Dr. Michael Crane, says the program at Mount Sinai still gets up to 20 referrals a week from people getting sick with suspected 9-11 illnesses. Armed guards are protecting a burned-out green tree bank after a fire over the weekend. A car using the drive through burst into flames at the First Commonwealth Bank in the 300 block of Mansfield Avenue Saturday afternoon. That's right across the street from us. Two people in the car were able to escape with just minor burns. The bank has the guards on site 24-7 to protect customers' valuables.
2: You know you're struggling when you go to withdraw some money and uh, your car just sets on fire I'm like oh god i uh i i need to do something different
0: uh charges are being filed in wisconsin against a man accused of killing a co-worker with a circular saw police in river falls oh. say miguel navarro sliced israel vias flores in the neck last week while they were working on a roof The victim fell down. Officers say Navarro just continued to slice the guy up. They say he confessed and told them he committed the crime because he was being teased and he thought he was being drugged. Navarro is facing a first-degree murder count. Apparently, couples that text together stay together. New research has found that having the same texting habits as your significant other can increase your happiness with each other. Basically, if you both text a lot or if you both don't text very much, you're uh, happier in your relationship than if one is a frequent texter and the other is like, leave me alone. Stop texting me. (laughs) (laughs) Your mic's not on. My mic's not on? Nope. How about this? There we go. Okay,
1: I'm not sure why that was... Okay, anyways, um, my girlfriend texts the same as me, but I have friends who don't, Right. That's really annoying. Like I'll text him and just sits there for two days, three days. My uh, my one friend TJ on the West Coast, it's um, it's amazing. He just doesn't answer text and just lets him sit there and weeks will go by and he'll be like, hey man, uh thought about this and then he'll comment on it. I'll be like, I'm way past it, dude. I, I forgot about you. you. We've
2: moved on over here do you have those people who you call and it goes to voicemail and then they call you like five minutes later and I'm or like,
0: immediately
2: hey man i moved on <laughs> i had a list i crossed you off and now i'm on to somebody else
1: that's i don't get it at all there's not but that now i'm down to like three people i talked to on the phone <laughs> it's really bad I used to get in the phone and I'd make call or in the car and I'd just make calls chat. and chat with people. Now I I'm down to like three people. It's not enough.
2: Then I'm just bothering them. Every time I call my dad, he's like, "Where uh, where are you driving, Bill?" <laughs> I'm like, uh, "I'm driving over here. I'm driving over there." He's like, "Yeah, you only call me when you're in the car, huh? You just want to waste some time." I'm like, "Well, actually, where else would I call you?" Right. That's the best place. Like, when to call I'm it. with my kids, I'm. What am right. I going to call you when the kids are in the house? Right. I'll call you from work. You have
0: un you have my undivided attention
2: right now. This is where I like to talk on the phone, yeah. in the car. It's nothing <laughs> personal. Non-attack. It's actually the und-
1: you get undivided attention. It's the people on the road who should be upset that I'm calling <laughs> you right That's now. That's right.
0: <laughs> The Meg is the number one movie in North America. The Shark movie brought in forty-four and a half million in its first week in theaters. Not too bad. It kept Mission Impossible Fallout in the second slot, which has sold more than 160 million in uh tickets the last three weeks since its release. The top five Rounded out by Christopher Robin, the horror suspense movie Slender Man, and Spike Lee's Black Klansman. ZZ Top will mark their 50th anniversary next year, and Billy Gibbons says they will celebrate the milestone with a tour. He tells Billboard, quote, it's such a rarity to find this, the same three guys playing the same three chords, and you look up and say, gee, it's 50 years. It's pretty wild, and I think it's cause for celebration. We'll certainly pull out all the stops. Furthermore, it gives us a good excuse to go back and relearn some of the stuff we're supposed to already know. End quote. Gibbons says there may also be some new music, as bassist Dusty Hill and drummer Frank Beard have reportedly been working on what he calls starter pieces. Finally, Queen of Soul Aretha Franklin is reportedly gravely ill. Online online news outlet Showbiz 411 says the 76-year-old singer is surrounded by friends and family who are preparing for her death. Franklin has dealt with numerous health problems over the years. She was diagnosed with cancer in 2010, and the last time she took the stage was in August of last year. Showers and thunderstorms possible today. 80 for the high. It is 64 DVE. Alright, we'll
1: be talking uh, Steelers and Buckos with Mike Persuda coming up at the bottom of the hour, live from Steelers training camp. Only a couple more days out there for those guys. And then Jerry Dulac will talk about yesterday's return of Tiger. Well, he nearly Got a championship uh, once again. <clears throat> he uh, he trailed uh, that uh, Brooks Kepke, Kepka guy, uh, mm-hmm. most of the day, but he kept it super interesting. I bet the ratings were through the roof. Oh yeah, and everybody then, was talking about it. And then that guy's Brooks Kepka's girlfriend wanted to make sure that the whole world knew. Uh, I'm a I'm a force to be reckoned with. Here's my Instagram. She runs out onto the course, starts making out with them, wearing very little up top. <laughs> Did I not... That pasties,
0: part. that's it.
2: She just had... Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just pasties. hassles. <laughs> Just tassels. I didn't know that they uh, they allowed that. Hopefully, she got to put the jacket on after he won. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was uh, it was uh, it was quite a show, and she's just making out with him and wouldn't leave him alone. And his mom was there too, and it looked like Stifler's mom. This is all the stuff we'll talk about with Jerry. It's important, but doesn't need to happen now. <laughs> uh, Great White's going to get things going for us here. But before we get to that, Val, uh, how was your vacation?
0: Not bad. What did you about, do? Did I you, did nothing. Did
1: you work on the house? And, did little you make bit, some progress? A little bit. How f- soon are day, you back in the house?
0: No. One day I actually went back to bed until quarter to nine.
1: Oh, my God. Whoa. I, I was like, this you is the greatest up. day ever. That is awesome. Yeah, but you were outside still? You're still in the uh, in the camper? Yep. How much longer do you think?
0: Uh, Not sure.
1: Are you going to be freezing out there?
0: No, no, it won't be that long. Okay. No.
1: Because it's getting Hopefully, down into the uh, 60s at night now. Oh,
0: hope- Oh, well, that's nice. You get to open the windows.
1: I know. Was some fresh air in there. It's wonderful. And then it's going to be in the fifties. Is my point.
0: No, we won't be in there. That All right, good. Couple more. Are weeks. the
2: bathrooms done?
0: No. Well, there. So you're a still going to done. the
2: bathroom in the in the RV?
0: Yeah, we're doing everything in there.
2: <sighs> everything. Is it, it has is a bathroom. It an RV? Have you seen Hard
0: Knocks? No.
2: Okay. So I'm wondering if
0: it's. I'm like, sure it's not as tricked out as whatever. They Baker
1: got Mayfield's going on. RV. Is it an RV or is it like a... Uh, a pop-up? Yeah.
0: No. It's a full... It has a you,
1: kitchen and... You can drive it away.
0: No, you can't drive You can it's, pull it away. It's a trailer. It's an RV. It's not a Winnebago.
1: But it's not a vehicle.
0: No, you can't drive it.
1: Then it's not an RV. It stands for recreational vehicle.
0: Okay. Then it's a camper. Yeah. Trailer, whatever.
1: Yeah. It's nicer. The camp, those are nicer.
0: It's not a pop-up where the sides are soft and. No, I know that. Oh
1: I, man, that's the ones that's that collapse. A, that's a yes. big couch. Those never. Those things never. They they just look musty when you see them. You're yeah, like,
0: it's like a tent with a hard top.
1: Right. That's no, mm-hmm. not those things. But like those silver. There's a name for oh them. Airstream. Yes. No, yeah.
0: those are big deals.
2: Those are awesome. My, and so, what you rented it for a couple
0: months or no? We we decided to go ahead and we're gonna be campers now.
1: Campers, what if you get done with the house and then you decide you can't sleep inside anymore, and you guys just become outside sleepers? <laughs> You're it like, is we interesting. We can sell the house. You
0: see a lot of uh, interesting bugs you've never seen before
6: <laughs> on your pillow.
0: <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah.
6: My problem, not my marriage. is My wife can't accept the fact that she married an idiot. That's the problem. She screwed up, and she's blaming me. I know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> but you realize, you know, my own behavior. I'm like, I right, look. This is on me. You know, Mm -hmm. this is and that that that's the part where I went okay because I'm a comic, so I have to I have to self inspire. I'm a a confessional comic. I'm a student of the human condition, Mm -hmm. so I've been writing about myself. I know I'm an idiot. (laughs) I know that these feelings are going to be. It doesn't mean I can't cash in on them. (laughs) So so I'm very much aware. My wife goes, you know, sometimes you're hard to be with. I go, have you listened to my act? (laughs) At least you get to leave once in a while. I'm stuck here. <laughs> uh, so I know that she's smarter than me, and I know that when it comes important. to certain things. But I, she, she knows me. I know she knows me better than I know me. But I know mm-hmm. us sometimes better than her. Like yeah, we, like we both can't be crazy at the same time. When mm-hmm. her crazy gets out of control and my crazy, because she's yeah. crazy too. Mm-hmm. You're gonna everybody who's listening to this is gonna Google her right now, and you go, she's stunning. Oh, she's absolutely beautiful. And you're thinking to yourself, how did this idiot get a girl like that? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, but, but, but she's a little crazy too. She's, well,
0: yeah, everybody has their own little. She's got a little bit brand of conspiracy.
6: crazy. Yeah, she's got her own like, a, like now she she looks for the chemical trails in the sky, the chemtrails. Oh, oh yeah, Uh-oh. you know what that is? Yeah, yeah. The, plain, the chemtrails. So right. she takes pictures like, oh, a clear sky, and the government is spreading us with lithium to keep <laughs> us calm. Like really. Tell them to up the dose. Uh, yeah. I'm jacked say, up. I wish this they is, would. This it's is where taken. my tax dollars are going? <laughs> Can't you people even do that right? This has been stepped on.
0: I find, Build too, a that, tolerance. Build uh, a in like I find that I'm doing things my mother would have done. Oh, which yeah? Which makes me crazy. That's like a scary like what? Like what? Uh,
6: Living in an RV?
0: <laughs> <laughs> just instead of screaming it out, just clam up.
6: Oh, you're shutting down yeah. It, yeah. and you're letting it sit there. Yeah. Simmer. Uh, yeah. That yeah. Is, and I hate one day that. it all comes out. Yeah. That's what Italians do it with food. <laughs> yeah. I'm not happy, I'm out act- eat. Just eat, <laughs> and then no one talks about anything. And then one day it all comes out. Everyone yeah. burps up cheese and resentment. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even Italian. Yeah. Oh, it all comes <laughs> out. Yeah. You can't. You got to get. The, you know what I'm doing now? I'm taking old anger off the shelf. This is fun. I'm having a revenge fan this morning. Expect the mornings are the worst. I wake <laughs> up in the morning. I'm either pissed off or terrified. That's just. <laughs> I'm either like ah or what the you know. <laughs> and now I'm thinking of stuff that happened in the past, and I'm acting out the revenge fan. I'm arguing oh, over that's stuff nice. that's already oh, been yeah. done. Yeah. Just anger done. that's been aged. Aged, age, vintage anger that's come. That's I go, this is here. doing nothing. <laughs> the guy I'm yelling at's dead. <laughs> what
7: doing? DVE sports. Mike
5: pursued a live from Steelers training camp, St. Vincent College in Letro. Mike, good morning. What's going on? What's happening, guys? Sports This Hour brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. The Steelers back on the practice field this weekend out here at St. Vincent College. They're getting ready to wrap things up here in Westmoreland County and head to Green Bay on Wednesday for preseason game number two on Thursday. Saturday, it was the Antonio Brown show. He was back in uh, pads and uh, mm-hmm. while they weren't uh, in pads but he was back on the field and uh in uh, 11 on 11 work it had been a while since we had seen that and brown took full advantage yesterday at day four the defense the unit uh shut out the first team offense in that practice opening seven shots drill where they put the ball at the two-yard line and they tried to make a two-point conversion uh the first team offense went zero for four and it's four reps and the defense won the drill 6-1. to one. Uh, It's been winning that drill uh, more often than not out here at training camp, and uh, according to Ben Roethlisberger, there's a reason for that. Uh, Big Ben sees the defense as being a lot better so far this summer.
8: It's fun to see it. Um, I think they've got a really good combination of some young guys that are stepping up and some veteran guys, and they're really coming together.
5: Yeah, a couple more spectacular interceptions yesterday as well. Uh, Linebacker L.J. Fort and cornerback Artie Burns uh, making leaping one-handed INTs. Uh, They're getting their hands on a lot of footballs out here. I don't know if they're uh, as good as Ben Roethlisberger suggests, and I don't know if they're coming together quite uh, the way Ben suggests, but they're at least making their share of plays on the ball, and uh, they're doing that because uh, the pass rush has been there as well. Here's more Roethlisberger on the improvement of the defense.
8: Russian coverage works together. Uh, even if you've got time to throw, it doesn't mean you're going to win. So I, I like a, all parts of it.
1: I saw the picture of the uh, the fort interception. Uh, did Chaz take it? Maybe. Yes, of course he did. It was <laughs> that's what he, Chaz does. It was, I mean, just a great picture. Um, above it. the picture was better than the interception, and the inter- interception was pretty nice.
5: Yeah, and that was one of those uh, moments that they, every once in a while, you know, they compete. The units compete pretty hard out here. And that was the last rep of the drill, and it was a fade to uh, Jalen Samuels, the running back draft pick. And he went up and picked it off, and then Ford came down and spiked the ball. And everybody that hadn't been involved in the rep on defense ran over and jumped on Fort like they just won the World Series. And they're all screaming, and then the offense put their heads down and felt shame and walked off the field. Uh, pretty cool stuff. And Artie Burns had one that was uh, – at least as good if not better it was a sideline route he is back to the play and he just peeked his head around and found the ball at the last minute and got one hand up and then came down and, and somehow kept his feet in bounds uh Nate Burhay was uh, the safety who was converging to help out in coverage and uh, he saw it unfold in front of him and just yelled oh my god <laughs> like, did he catch that and he did
2: uh Conversely, Mike, the video that I saw all weekend being reposted and posted and, and spread around the internet was A B turning Joe Hayden around about four times.
5: That was Saturday. That was a yeah, that was a double move on a one on one drill. Um he did that to Artie Burns. He he was out there just dazzling on uh on Saturday. I know he got a lot of uh notoriety, shall we say, this weekend for his uh, better late than never trip to children's hospital.
1: Uh Antonio Brown, yes. Yeah um
5: I'll, I'll say two things about him. Uh, if you schedule him for something and you expect him to be on time, you haven't been paying attention. Right. I'm, not, I'm not exonerating him. Uh, he lives in his own world. Uh, that's just the way it is. And uh, as big an A-hole as he comes off a lot of times, uh, off the field, on the field, he's just amazing. And he's amazing out here in practice. We're yeah. talking about practice, practice. Not the game. <laughs> practice. He, practice. It, they're, they're sort of managing this quad thing with him. You know, he missed a little over a week, and he's, he's back now, but they're not going to have him out there killing himself every 11-on-11 11 11 period. So yesterday they give him the last 11-on-11 11 11 team drill off, and what does he do? He goes and finds an adjacent field, and he catches passes from the jugs machine. Making it's, use of his time, man. Yeah, it's – he's one of the more – I don't know if perplexing is the right word, word, but uh, there, there are two Antonio Browns, the guy that just makes you shake your head off the field and the guy that makes makes you just drop your jaw on the field.
1: Yeah, it's tough to get too upset about anything A.B. does. Like you said, he's already sort of uh, set the precedent that he is not reliable when it comes yeah. to that stuff. Now, when you say you book him and you expect him to be on time, uh, then you haven't been paying attention. That's It, it doesn't excuse... The slight, you know, he wastes a lot of people's time in the guise of, you know, he does uh, some good, but it's not a great uh, um, personality trait, Mike.
5: No, not at all. Not at all. To I, leave it, sick kids waiting four hours. Yeah. I eh. mean, at least he showed up and saw some of them, but yes. it, he disappointed a lot of them too. So what did he really accomplish? Right. Uh, Karmic Wash. You know, like, is, is that the most you're hoping for? I don't know. I mean, if you're going to commit to something like that, you're not trying to break even, right? You're trying to help. You're trying to, you're trying to make people happy. <laughs> not to right. mention. And if you make as many sad as you made happy, what did you achieve?
1: While I feel that leaving kids in line uh, or, and adults at, at a uh, sporting goods store who are waiting for autographs and leaving them waiting for hours upon hours, I find that disagreeable and not exactly uh, a great quality in a guy leaving sick kids waiting. Uh, it puts It's a different category.
5: Yeah. It, it's, I agree. Boy, it's him in a nutshell, though. I mean. Because I, to him, it's not. Those are two
1: indistinguishable things. They are both just commitments to him, like having to get fitted for a
5: suit. Yeah, like I'll get around to it when I get around right. to it. Because right now, I got something more important. Right. And what I think is important is obviously more important than what you think is important. Because I'm me, and you're you. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was uh, walking into Sharky's uh, Saturday night. No. No breaking news there, right? And uh, there were a couple of women standing outside, you know, enjoying a cigarette, and and they were uh, geared up from head to toe. I, I imagine they were at practice, and then they were, you know, kind of enjoying sure. post practice routine. And I just I overheard their conversation as I walked in the door, and the one said, "Boy, that AP, he is really a blank blank. He's in love with himself. I can't stand him." The other one says. Yeah, but he always shows up on the field, doesn't he? Yeah. Per- yeah, he does. They're nodding in agreement. Like, I mean, a there are women that are hardcore football fans, smoking, b, b smoking, which I, you know, I still enjoy tobacco myself. So I'm glad there's a few of us left, and and they get it. It's like he's almost he's been this for long enough now that people just accept it. Yeah, I agree.
3: Yeah,
1: that was like a, you saw the personification of a Rob Rogers cartoon. <laughs>
5: I kind of did. Yeah, it a real live uh, cartoon playing. I just out. walked through the door and I thought, "Damn, I like doing this job where I do it." Like, yes,
2: Steeler Nation is really it
1: never lets you down. Oh you know? no, no, it's <laughs> it's hilariously reliable.
5: So there's uh, that. They are uh, back on the field today and tomorrow, and then that's it uh, for the St. Vincent College portion of public access to training camp. So if you're planning on coming out and you haven't done so yet, you have two days to do it Uh, preseason game number two Thursday night against Green Bay as I mentioned and you know what that means guys we get through (laughs) preseason game number two then there's only two more left
1: and we're only two more games away from the Edmund Eaton ribs game
5: (laughs) (laughs) roster uh shuffle yesterday offensive lineman Kyle Meadows released and the Steelers uh, brought aboard offensive lineman Zach Banner he is 6'8 360 pounds according to profootballreference.com Went to USC. He's a former fourth-round pick of the Colts last year who wound up playing eight games for the Browns last year. Then he was with Carolina. Now he is here with the Steelers as they uh, look to uh, find somebody uh, that can play tackle uh, in a reserve role that they can count on. And uh, they're still looking. Pirates lose to the uh, Giants 4-3 to yesterday. Uh, Joe Musgrove... Uh, by the broadcast accounts, pitched better than his uh, line would show. Six innings, seven hits, four runs, three of them earned. One walk and six strikeouts. A couple of infield hits, a couple of bloops that just fell over the infield. Uh, soft contact, as they say, but uh, the Giants able to uh, cobble four runs out of it. Uh, critical error by Jordy Mercer on a steal attempt. He didn't catch the throw, and uh, the Giants ended up getting a run out of that. So the Pirates have to settle for... Two out of four on the weekend in San Francisco. They're 61-58. and 58. That's uh, eight games behind the Cubs for the division lead and five out in the wild card picture. The Pirates uh, have a day off today, then they're in Minnesota tomorrow night. Pirates are eight games behind Chicago because the Cubs beat the Nationals 4-3 to three on a two-out, two-strike grand slam in the bottom of the ninth.
1: Hmm. How about Tiger yesterday? That was incredible, by the way. Mike. Yeah, I
5: understand, he, I understand he played well. He did play well. You didn't watch any golf at all? No. Nah. Oh, nah, man. I was, I was uh, at practice and then uh, caught the tail end of the Pirate game. The guy that won, that was his second major this year, right? The, yeah, he won
1: back-to-back U.S. Opens as yeah. well.
5: Nobody's talking about him.
1: Yeah, everyone's talking about Tiger. They're, they're not talking about that uh, That Brooks kid who's just uh, hes just like all muscle. He's he's just like a total stud, <laughs> but he's got he has like an unmarketable name, Brooks. Currently unpronounceable. Too. <laughs> yeah, Kepka. Uh, but it was it was pretty fun to watch Tiger come back into contention. If nothing else, I mean, he ended up in sole possession of second place yesterday the PGA Championship. Yeah, which that's is pretty. Which is pretty that's pretty big news.
5: And I, I caught a little of his interview uh, afterward. Uh, he seemed. Uh, I don't want to say contrite, but uh, almost appreciative of. uh, Humbled? Yeah, uh, which I really never saw from him before. He seemed like a kind of a human being.
1: Yeah, (laughs) humility will do that to you.
5: (laughs) But he's talking about he he didn't even know if he'd be able to play this year. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, here he was contending in a major and uh, he might make the Ryder Cup team now, which was unthinkable a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, all that, yeah. He was very, he was very humble and, and likable in that instance. I thought, wow, I, I haven't really seen this guy. Before. Who's this guy?
1: Yeah, he lipped out one and left one like half a rotation from going in. It was like one of those where the crowd was screaming, hoping oh! to wheel it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It <was> just just <laughs> sitting there. If those two go in, a different ball game for uh, for La yesterday. Uh, Mike Pursuta live from Steelers training camp. Same if it's a college in late trouble. Only a
2: couple more days for you, Mike.
5: That's uh, as they used to say, uh, two days in a wake up.
2: There you go. Uh, Three hots and a cot. That's not far away from uh, jail time. Yeah, but that place is
1: anything but jail. He that's a that's no, a guy's this is playground. Mike Salvation? Are yeah, you kidding. Yeah, it's summer camp.
5: You know, I was a little uh, I was a little out of it the other night, and I, I I I walked back to campus and I looked around and I said, "Is this heaven?" And somebody said, "No, it's Saint Vincent College."
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it also could have been a monk, which would have really lent to your uh
5: credibility on it yeah. not being heaven. Right. Yeah, that, was, that was coming out of Sharky's. So I heard the football conversation going in, and then... Coming out, my reality had been altered somehow.
1: Mike Pursuta will alter your reality three more times this morning. We'll check in with you again at seven thirty. Val's got your news coming up at the top of the hour. Valerie,
0: robots might be invading your local pizza shop. We'll talk about that coming up. Showers and thunderstorms possible today. About eighty for the high.
1: E morning show. You know, one of the funny things uh, or fun things rather of having been here uh, as long as we have is that we get to meet comics when they're very young, starting out, and watch them. Blossom and and bloom, popular Blow and up. yeah, become too big to talk to us anymore. <laughs> one of those uh, people uh, who I used to talk with semi regularly and would come in a few times a year now is just way too big for us. Sebastian Maniscalco, <laughs> and I'm really happy for him because he is truly one of the good guys. He's such a he a, is. a good guy, and his talent is uh, well, it's it, it's amazing. He he has recently written a book called Stay Hungry, and he talks about how he did it. He really, look, it's a it's a hard thing. You can get caught up when you're in that kind of business. You can get caught up in the dumb stuff very yeah. easily. Um, Sidetracked. And he was never one of those people who did it. He kept his head down. He thought every all the noise around the industry was BS, and he was just going to put out good products and uh, work his ass off, and that's what he did.
0: His Netflix special is great. Great,
1: oh man, so funny. was Sebastian, I think, calling in to us here uh, a couple years ago. You know, the one thing that resonated with me in in uh, the special, you're talking about like being in the clubs and just how like like I, I don't go to clubs anymore, but when I did, you know, the one thing that drives me nuts, the bathroom attendant guy.
7: Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a job that's kind of evolved. Over time, I mean, the bathroom attendant guy, they they threw a guy in there about 10 years ago. And his sole job is to give you a towel um, (laughs) after you're done washing your hands. I don't know if this was a problem for people, if they couldn't (laughs) find the towel. And they had to put a guy in there, and management got together and said, Listen, people are coming out, they're drenched. (laughs) You you need to go in there and start handing them towels. And, and and as soon as you come in the bathroom and you see him, you get pissed off that he's even there, right? And oh, so dude, I do, uh, too.
1: When I see him, I'm like, oh, man.
7: Yeah, because, you know, you can, after you're done with your business, you go up to him <laughs> and uh, and you wash your hands and uh, he gives you the towel and then you feel obligated. Like you got to give the guy a towel. I'm like, for what? <laughs> For the pal? I mean, the towel's is already there. I mean,
1: <laughs> so uh... I always like when they have they have like a display case of things you can buy, like if you mm. need cigarettes or gum. And like the guy at this one club I went to, um, uh, he he'd have like baked goods. <laughs>
7: <You
1: know>? Oh <laughs> like, god, <laughs> dude! I, I I don't really want to try your mom's cupcakes. You know. <laughs>
7: There's, there's, yeah, it's become it's become uh,
3: like a Costco in
0: there.
1: I never saw the first Incredibles.
0: I don't know if I watched the whole thing, but I saw a, a lot of it, I think.
1: I remember... It's pretty good. I ordered it in a hotel room and was excited to watch it and fell asleep <laughs> immediately and never
2: did finish it.
0: That happens pretty much every time. I, I was thinking that the other day. I'm like, how can I search through the television for 30 minutes? And as soon as I find something to watch, I fall asleep. I do
1: that all the time. Saturday night, I was trying to find something.
0: That's what I was. Yeah. To,
1: to fall asleep to. Because I just wanted to go to bed, but I just want to have something in the background. Mm-hmm. I was trying to go to sleep early. And I was looking for so long. I was like, I'm exhausted.
0: <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> I just, what I did.
1: I never found anything at all, and I did looking exhausted me.
0: I started watching some CIA documentary, and I was like, <laughs> immediately.
1: Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Funny side note to that stupid story about the Incredibles. I remember where I watched it, and it was in the Waldorf in New York because I was at a concert. And after the concert, a buddy of mine, I had this thing about the old hotels in New York. I was reading all these books, so anytime I was, you had just seen Home Alone too. So I was staying at all the like. I tried to stay at the Algonquin, you know, the like the Waldorf, and like look for a deal. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what concert we were at. I think it was the Black Crows. It was the Black Crows at the Roseland, and then we're staying at the Waldorf. He's like, dude, why are we staying at the Waldorf? Like you're a dork. And I'm like, dude, I just—it's a thing. It's a thing. I'm doing right now. Cole Porter's piano's in the lobby. This is an awesome hotel. It's history, but. That night that we, that I watched The Incredibles, we were in the bar and there were these two like gorgeous girls and my friend and I were just being goofy and like loud and they were like, you know, they come over and like talking, we're talking to them and stuff. And They're like, what are you guys doing here? And I'm like, we're in a room, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They're like, you're not staying at the Waldorf. And I'm like, there we are. It's not that big of a deal. They're like, you're not that kind of person though. You're not like, it's, this is full of stuffy people. Right. And so they didn't believe us at all And so this went on like all night, and like it's you know, to to the end of the night from like 12 to 2 or whatever. And we're like, all right, we're going to the room, you know, see They're like, haha, yeah, right, whatever. And I'm like, here's the room number. Come on and hang with us if you want. And so we're like going up the elevator. He's like, do you think that worked? I'm like, no, no, they're never, (laughs) never coming up to the room. I'm like, but it it was, you know, it was worth a shot. So then like we we go in, and I'm like, oh my God, like, look at all the free stuff we have. He's like, dude, this place sucks. Don't try to make it sound cool. And I'm like, We can watch The Incredibles, and then I put The Incredibles on. Both of us pass out. The next morning, we're leaving, and there's a guy like a like a uh, I don't know somebody works at the hotel. He looked like Scatman Crothers, <laughs> and he goes, "Man, oh man, you guys must sleep through anything." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "There were two gorgeous girls knocking on your door last night." <laughs> what? Nobody. Can-. He's like, "You guys did not wake up at all." And we're like, Ugh. "Shut up." <laughs> and he's like, he's like, they were knocking and knocking, and the, you know, and we're like, oh my god. And then they were like, those sons of, yeah, like they for uh, yep. sure thought I, we were kidding.
0: Those liars, uh,
1: they got us. I mean, the dejection on both of our faces. We we're like, oh, I. Why didn't you stay awake? He's like, you put the Incredibles
3: on. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was gonna. I thought you were gonna say you were both uh, in there, just you know, in your pajamas. And your watching. PJ's watching the Incredibles, and then Jesus. It's, <laughs> You're like ah!
1: No, it it could have been like one of those uh, yeah, it could have been one of those Cinemax stories, but instead it was like the lamest story ever. I was you on guys Leon leaded the whole situation completely. I mean, because we never thought it was going to happen, and they were so out of our league, we had no care at all. You know what I mean? We were just right. throwing everything. We were you know
0: were they staying there?
1: I have no idea. Oh. They were prostitutes. <laughs> They definitely were not prostitutes. (laughs) They might have been prostitutes. (laughs) What do you have going on, Val?
0: Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Weather Center 11. It's 63 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The FBI says it has found the black box and parts of the cockpit voice recorder. From a plane that crashed near Seattle after being stolen by an airport worker, Richard Russell, took off in the empty Horizon Air Bombardier Q400 from the SeaTac Airport Friday, flying around before crashing on a wooded island. The FBI says the NTSB is now processing that data. Investigators say they also found human remains. I was
2: watching the, uh, the news last night and they were basically interviewing people from the airport and they were like, we don't know how he learned to fly.
1: Yeah, that's that whole story is just bizarre.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And they were like, you know, he didn't show any signs of anything. And, and he basically was like so self-aware at the very end, like, I guess I'm kind of got a screw loose. I'm not really sure what's going on with me. I didn't really know I was uh, crazy till right now, today.
1: And he stole a commercial airplane.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And fluid. It.
1: It's 2018 the has hell been. How did we get that
0: thing off the ground?
1: Pretty interesting. I don't know. I
0: don't know. A new pizza restaurant in Mountain View, California is pushing the limits of robotics and artificial intelligence by having machines replace humans in the kitchen. Zoom Pizza has robots pressing the dough, spreading sauce, then lifting the pizza in and out of the oven. The system is able to crank out 370 pizzas an hour, which helps the restaurant deliver p- pizzas to customers in less than 20 minutes. How many <laughs> h- how, how many people are they serving? <laughs> I mean
2: I mean I think That's like, a lot of pizzas. Fiores, Minios, Iellos, they they probably crank out close to that on a weekend. In an hour? No, not in an hour. This
0: is an in an hour. How many ovens? Well, and it's like, how, why do you need to serve that many? You can't be delivering that many pizzas. The technology is so advanced, it also keeps track of what customers order and predicts the pizza they might want before it's even ordered.
1: Oh, don't. Yeah, but I, I always feel like places can predict what I want. I order from like five places and they all know what I want. They're yeah. like address, and as soon as I start to say it or whatever, they'll be like, uh oh. Oh, did you want oh. your usual? And then I order enough for like three people, and, and it's only me.
4: <laughs> do you see the them
1: out? I, oh, yeah, all the time. Honey,
4: the food's <laughs> here. <laughs> Thanks, man.
2: Why? Why do you do that? Because I don't think I'm so lonely.
4: <laughs> and why is a single guy all this reading
2: my feelings? Yeah, no, this guy, he's got a fulfilled life.
0: <laughs> Honey, tell the kids. <laughs> call them for supper
2: <laughs> tell them to stop playing hide and go seek and come on down dinner time kids the low main is here for the baby kids next time you should just panic like in front of them kids come on out Ki- kids kids
4: kids are the kids
2: and then just grab them by the lapels. You've got to help me find my kids. I don't
1: worry about it so much on a weeknight, but if on a Friday night I order food and it's for me, I always try to be like, you know, yeah, there's a party coming over here. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>
2: hey, guys.
1: Yeah, man, I'll be there in a second.
2: Yeah, yeah, food's here. I mean, if Big I was party. single, I would definitely order more food than I needed. Right, because you about, like, yeah.
1: I always order lunch for the next day.
2: Exactly.
1: It's smart. See, I'm smart. I'm not lonely. <laughs> Kids. The problem is, if I do order with my girlfriend, she wouldn't. She doesn't eat that much, so I end up. You know, you it's like the same anyway. amount of food, right? Whether she's eating or not, because she's <laughs> like, I'll just have a little bit of what you always order. Way too much food, and I I do for that reason because I like to have leftovers. Yeah, because I grew up on leftovers. Mm-hmm.
3: leftovers There's something
1: are great. weird in my brain. I cannot. Allow food to go to waste, mm-hmm. and I get a like too much uh, joy out of eating something left over and be like, "Oh yeah, got two meals out of this." I don't, I don't know what the hell that is. How long Val does do you, the same thing.
0: How long do you eat leftovers?
1: Uh, it depends what they are. Like, I argue with my sister about this all the time because she has, like, a, t- one day. If it's not the next oh, day, oh, she's, really? like, she's done with the no, stuff. And that, I'm like, can't be that unforgiving. no way, dude. If it's from, it depends on what it is. Like, very rarely will I even mess around with fish. Yeah. Like even a day later, for some reason, Not once even... it's cooked, it's just, I don't know.
0: Like salmon? The, like salmon
2: maybe, fish? but the rest of them, no, because the consistency isn't that good. Some some of the salmon that's still sitting in the pan, like an hour later, I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's safe anymore. I lo- nah, I mean, I do love salmon, but like
1: chicken breasts, I'll leave them in the fridge all week and just yeah. go at them.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I had two pieces of chicken sausage that I threw away yesterday because they were eight days. And I was, yeah, I, was I was, hemming yeah. and hawing on it. I'm like, ah, I made those last Sunday. That's like, when
0: I get to the point where I say, I will eat it. I won't ask Tim to eat it.
1: Oh, that's, that's Like, I'll cool. risk my I like own that.
0: gastrointestinal <laughs> system. Right. I won't foist it on somebody else. Then
1: you feel like you got away with it. You're like, see that? Got a meal in? Yeah. Didn't get sick.
2: <laughs> got it right Didn't under waste the door. That. All right. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I think Thanksgiving. I, I think is the probably the biggest leftover situation, and um, I think that's like a week. You give yourself sure a full week. Yeah. Well, I mean turkey. Yeah. Till you get to the next Thursday, and then you're really gonna gotta call it quits.
0: Yeah. But like lunch that, meat,
2: because you probably put on ten pounds. If you have half a
1: pound of turkey breast in your fridge, you to, what t- ten days, fourteen days, easy. If it lasts that long, you don't care about it, right?
0: I, oh, I pretty much do a week for almost everything.
1: Oh, God. I, so I had to throw away everything in my fridge yesterday because I'm getting a new fridge. Mm-hmm. And it was... Why don't you just it was ter- throw the fridge out? Val, it was terrifying.
0: <laughs> Some furry stuff in there? Dude,
1: first of all, there were things in there. I'm like, what? what is this? There was a thing of chicken stock in there. Kids? It was, oh, Rachel man. Ray chicken
2: stock. Who put Kids? this in the Who put,
4: Kids? This, in who the put this
0: chicken stock in
1: it, it must have formed... A chicken
0: <laughs> was, was there a gelatinous glob it was bottom? like i shook Ooh. it it was
1: like making a noise oh, like there was yeah. something no, no, in no, there no, no don't like, shake oh. it so then i poured it in the sink yeah in uh-huh. the smell that came out <laughs> it was so awful so then i have to recycle the thing right and i'm like i have to put the cap back on in order because i don't want this to smell Did as you, it's sitting in the recycling bin yeah, I did. It didn't matter. It still Whatever was there, wow. it was there. And then some of the juice like got on my hand <laughs> while I was putting the cap back on. All day I smelled that thing. It was absolutely nasty. Worcestershire sauce from 2005.
0: Ooh. That is that, that beats year. anything I've had in my fridge. I found chocolate, for I didn't, we never use chocolate syrup. I don't. I must have needed it right. for a recipe or something. And you have to buy it like yeah, a gallon they do, size. They
1: make you yeah. And we it had to go to Sam's Club three
0: years before, and I thought that was bad.
1: You no, know, I I beat you on three years <laughs> on so many different accounts. Just even going through my cupboards, I had risotto from 2014, 2015. and in my head <laughs> I was, Wait, was like, it- I didn't think it was that old. I mean that could have caught in right. the rotation at any time,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it had like bugs and stuff
0: in it. You can't spices really. Oh yeah, is yeah. the one that you gotta. What? I threw I threw a ton. I threw almost all of our spices. Now, why? In it. Why do you have to? Because throw... they expired like two. So you, you, you know, know when do spices need, like expired? I mean, you could still use them if it's dried. It just doesn't have the potency, right? And, you know. But then if you buy a, you know, like, you have a recipe that needs tarragon or something, you don't use that all the time.
1: Yeah. I was going through the cupboard yesterday. I found sage. And I was Mm -hmm. like, why do I have sage? And then I remember because when that, uh, the place up in uh, St. Clair there that closed the Italian market, and they had those pumpkin raviolis. The the uncommon market. Yeah. And they had pumpkin raviolis. The guy goes, you got to put some sage and butter on there. I'm like, yeah, what do I get sage is like over there. Boom. (laughs) Bulk size of sage. (laughs) Used it one time. (laughs) You know. (laughs) I'm an idiot.
0: According to a new study, men care for their partner's well-being in times of sickness, just like women do. Researchers from the University of Oxford were stunned to discover men respond to their spouse's illness just as much as the ladies. seems guys increase their care hours as much as women do in times of need, taking care of business by running errands, doing housework, and doing a little one-on-one tender care if their partner needs it forecast today showers and thunderstorms possible 80 for the high it's 65 at d b e
1: jerry dulac joining us right now from the pittsburgh post-gazette talking golf because yesterday was a momentous occasion uh for golf fans everywhere the the story of tiger woods reemerging, the red shirt on sunday as a contender in the pga championship yesterday uh in st louis uh jerry i i you know I know there's tiger haters out there, and there are people who don't understand what all the fuss is about. So, if you could, if you were talking to a layperson, describe how big of a moment this was.
9: Well, of course, the only thing bigger, Randall, would have been if he would have won. Um, for him, you know, he, he flirted. He did this at the British Open too. Uh, he he actually took the lead on the 11th hole on the final day, and you know, he made a couple bogeys coming in, and. Um, but he hung in there this time, and then he went on that birdie run on the back uh, to put himself back in the hunt. And in the crowds you could see, look, I've been at, at 50 major championships, and not all of those with Tiger, of course. Um, and I'm not sure, now. you know, I wasn't there, but the noise that I heard on television on 15, where he just stuffed that nine iron to about two feet, hmm. uh, was the loudest noise I've ever heard on television. So I could just imagine of uh, what it was in person. And I think you got a lot of people, uh, not that he's won a lot of converts, but I think anybody who might have been on the fence with how they feel about Tiger um, and what he's been able to do in his comeback, um, I think, uh, uh, you know, would would have to uh, be pulling for him and and wanting to see him win. But the mere fact that he's been out all this time, look, I was one of the naysayers, and until he wins, I could be right. But I've never thought that he would win a major again, and I've thought that for five years, mainly because of his health and because of his body. But it's apparent that his body is fine, and the and the way he has performed uh, in in the majors has just been uh, has just been incredible. And uh, for him to almost pull that off, um, you know, you could see so much of the crowd obviously uh, in his favor. And I think there were people before who admired his greatness but didn't like Tiger. And I'm not saying they've been won over, but I think a lot of them now—they're all wanting to see, uh, you know, kind of what Jack did in '86. Even though that is still the most incredible golf moment I've ever seen, and I'm sure will continue to be. Uh, th- this would this would have been uh, kind of that would have been right up there.
2: Jerry, how is he? How is he fine though? That's the thing I don't understand. How many? What what number surgery was this most recent one?
9: Well I think he's had uh um, i think he's had eleven procedures i think four on his back and, and seven on his knee um so yeah and and you know he had the back fusion surgery um uh, i want to say it's eleven months ago now um and, and the mere fact that he could come back and swing the way he is swinging you know the same the same swing speed the, a greater ball speed now, you know at forty two Uh, you know, is really incredible, but his swing looks as good as ever. And, um, yeah, that, that's what, that's what's most amazing uh, about it. You know, Ben Hogan came back from a car accident to win the U S open. I mean, a car accident, in which he easily could have been killed. And that was one of the, you know, that is probably golf's, uh, golf's greatest comeback, or at least it's viewed that way in the industry. Uh, tiger still has to win to, to, you know, get in that Mm -hmm. company. But what he's been able to do so far is really, um, you know, it's it, it it is really amazing, and the golf world just buzzes about it for the mere mm-hmm. fact you guys are talking about it. Outsiders talk about it. You know, oh,
1: yeah. and the thing is, uh, Brooks Koepka, Koepke Kepke, Kepka, however the hell you say his name, he uh, yeah, yeah. No, sure he wins too. two he wins two straight U.S. Opens, then wins the the championship, and people were still talking about Tiger. That kid yeah. is an absolute beast. He could be the future of golf.
9: Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's three majors in his last six starts. That's a uh, that's Tiger stuff. That's pretty impressive. Um but yeah, he, everybody on TV it's like, yeah, Bruce uh, Brooks Kepka, wow, look what he's done. That's amazing. But how about Tiger? I mean, that's all and that's all Golf Channel wants to talk about. And uh that's the only that's the only downside to Tiger is when he's in the field, you know, he overshadows you know, the the Jordan Speets and the Dustin Johnsons and the Jason Days and Justin Thomases, that's the only bad thing. Too much attention is actually paid to Tiger, I, aside from yesterday, of course. But yesterday, of course, it was merited, and there I am at camp trying to watch it on the field. You know, I'm staying up in the room a little bit longer, trying to catch it on TV, checking for updates. And, uh, you know, I got practice ended, and I got up to, to see the last couple holes. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you know if the Tiger wasn't making that run, then I wouldn't have worried about it as much. <laughs> and uh, you know my feelings about the guy—I don't like him personally, but I admire his greatness.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you, you got to think he might be a, a Ryder Cup uh, uh, captain now. Yes.
9: Oh uh, yeah, I don't think there's any question. He'll well, he'll he'll be a pick this year. I mean, the way he's he's earned it on on merit, the way he's played right. in the last three months. So uh, yeah, there's no question. You want Tiger Woods. Uh, On your team, and that'll be—you know—obviously, that'll be that'll be great for the viewership. Not that anybody needs it with the Ryder
4: Cup.
2: Jerry, were you at all surprised when the story came out this weekend that AB showed up about four and a half hours late to uh, an event that he had scheduled? (laughs) You
4: know,
9: Billy, the the person who was shocked the least is on the air with you right now. Yes, (laughs) I dealt with that just about every Tuesday night for five years. The only good thing is I never had to wait four hours because. The show was only two hours. <laughs> we we gave him an hour and we closed the door on him. So how many? Bad.
1: How many times uh, did AB show up on time to that radio show?
9: I, I be you know the first couple years we did fi- I, I did five years with him, and I would say the first couple years he was close. Sometimes, usually in the first segment. Uh, but if I I, wow. I bet I bet Randall one time was he there ready to go at at uh, seven o'clock.
2: Jerry, I used to listen to that show, and look, I love listening to you, but I can catch you at different times. But I listened to that show specifically every time because I wanted to hear you say at some point – uh, AB's on his way in. He's uh, coming to the Giant Eagle. He should be here in
9: about a half hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, hey, Billy, I'll tell you what. It got to the point I stopped saying it because there are people there. You know, they're lined up waiting for them. They're sitting there in chairs, and they're looking at me, and I feel like I'm lying to them, like I want to keep them there, when the reality right. is, you know, that's not my that's not my worry. So I stop saying it. I just say, you know, Antonio Brown show, and I never. I stop saying he's scheduled to be with us shortly. Well, you
1: know, uh, Jerry, the fans won't ever really care about that until he starts to stink.
9: Yeah. Oh, no question. You know, I've had this conversation many times, even with some of the coaches. That you know, I, I remember an old coach telling me. When the production outweighs the aggravation, you keep them, and when the aggravation outweighs the production, you get rid of them. So, despite all, uh, you know, all his little issues with that, um, when he gets on the field, they know what he's like and they know how hard he works, and so everybody looks past
1: it. Yeah, as long as he shows up on time to the game,
3: <laughs> that's right. And so
9: he's been pretty good about that, best
1: I can tell. Well, uh, Thursday you'll be in Green Bay. Uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers radio network, Steelers and the Packers for an eight o'clock game, and we'll start our coverage here at four o'clock. And you'll be, of course, with uh, Bob Labriola and our own Mike Pursuta on the pregame.
9: I had dinner with Mike last night. Actually, we had a little kind of uh, impromptu media dinner because uh, camp was winding down, so I got to have a little dinner with Mike last night. Ah, nice. nice.
1: Does he put where? Believe, does believe
9: it he,
7: or not, he came
9: out and he actually ordered like normal food, you know, and not even beer
1: really, whoa, yeah, it
9: was was shocking, no burger, you know it was a nice, nice uh yeah, oh, nice fancy. dinner, little banana peppers. And a glass
1: of wine, <laughs> banana stuffed banana peppers, and <laughs> a glass like, of wine. That's that's Oh uh, well,
9: he had he had he had chicken on that. You know, banana peppers was a little warm up. So.
1: Oh yeah, I I see, I got you. Where did he put the spittoon? On the table or under it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> now, I
9: was sitting across from him. That was going to be my first question if I saw it pulled up. <laughs> but, I, I, I never saw it. Thankfully,
1: Jerry Lack of the Post Gazette. Jerry, thanks so much, <laughs> man. Appreciate
9: it. Uh, all right, boys. Always good chat with you.
1: Mike, Pursuit live Jared. from Steelers training camp, and we come back on DVE. 40%. DVE Sports. Mike Pursued live from Steelers training camp, St. Vincent College in Latrobe. Mike.
5: Sports this hour brought to you by Citizens Bank. That was a fun time last night. I heard you guys talking uh, with you Jerry, and Jerry about the, the little informal media nice dinner. Nice little dinner. We Some banana that. peppers. Try to do that once a okay. camp. Also had the uh, orange chicken at Geo's. Very yeah.
1: good. Oh, hey,
5: hey, fancy over there. Whoa. You I'll had, tell you what, they can uh, they can do it up at Geo's.
1: You had banana peppers and orange chicken.
5: And uh, chili. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, thank God you're in St. Vincent. Oh, my,
1: my God. God. The third floor It'll bathroom your couldn't home. handle that.
5: That was one of those days yesterday I did not uh, eat all day. What's the, what's the
1: name of that dinner? Is that the, the
5: blowout Monday special? <laughs> tell you That's what, the I'll... liquidation <laughs> sale. It was all so good that I passed on dessert.
1: Well, you're going to pass on everything else, too, <laughs> before lunch.
5: Already took care of that cup.
1: Oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> 7.30. Mayday. Yeah, was uh,
5: Jerry was out. Uh, it was uh, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. Jacob Klinger from PennLive.com. Uh, Mark Caboli from the Athletic, Chris Bad- Bradford from DK. Wow, uh, myself Whoa. and uh, Eddie Boo came out. He had already eaten dinner, but he met up with us and had a couple of drinks. Wow, uh, y- who paid? Everybody paid their separate own. checks. Yeah, we don't do the offensive lineman. Uh, Credit card, roulette. credit card roulette thing card roulette because uh, <laughs> none of us could afford
1: that oh, that's yeah that is a rough one man that would it's, indeed
5: be roulette
1: it's i, I can't <laughs> believe with all those reporters a podcast didn't break out in the middle of that dinner
5: uh you know it was it was really fun uh we all contrary to what you might think reading the twitter feeds we all get along pretty well and uh there's a good respect in this market among the guys who do the job that we do and uh you know what they're pretty everybody's pretty good at it too so people around here should uh, appreciate that
2: Noah Didi Kikawalala like where w- was she uh, is she covering the Steelers this year I haven't hey, seen she her bounces around. around I've only seen her a couple days
1: something tells me she's not gonna get down on some stuffed banana peppers and chili before orange chicken <laughs> she strikes me as a healthier eater
2: than that
5: well I mean you get a free side you know the side comes with it with the chicken so. chili that's
4: right what did... you
2: you really maximize the uh, the potential on that
1: one. Geo's really has a, a menu that goes all over the place, doesn't it?
5: This
2: yeah, sports and every good. other sports is brought to you by Disaster Restoration Services.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Let's uh, talk a little Steelers, uh, specifically uh, the response to Thursday night's preseason opening win in Philadelphia. Mike Tomlin pretty pleased with the way his team went about its business in that 31-14 win in the immediate aftermath Thursday night at Lincoln Financial Field. This weekend, uh, after further review, he was still pretty pleased about the way his team went about its business against the defending world champion, Eagles.
10: You know, some things that were important to us, things that we talked about, um, relative adjustments to the points of emphasis from a rules standpoint. Uh, we weren't perfect, but we were, we were better than our opponent. And, and that's what we have to be as we all find our footing in terms of some of these points of emphasis. That was, um, that was exciting. Um, ball security and ball searching. We did a better job of taking care of the ball than our opponent, and that helped us. Um, you know, you take care of those things this time of year in terms of laying a foundation for play, um, adhering to the rules of the game, trying to play clean from a penalty standpoint, and winning the turnover battle. You give yourself a chance to perform, and those are things that jumped out at me.
5: Yeah, they looked like they knew what they were doing, and uh, a couple of guys flashed or splashed or however you want to categorize an attention-getting play or a a noticeable game. Uh, One of those was uh, the wide receiver, Damone Patterson from Youngstown State. The other, uh, or I I should say another one, was uh, Ola Adeni, the outside linebacker, who's wearing uh, number 92, James Harrison's old number, the rookie from Toledo. Those guys have been noticeable out here at St. Vincent, and... They were noticeable against the Eagles, and uh, Mike Tomlin maintained that part of the reason for that has been uh, who they've been playing against.
10: You know, they've had their moments, but a lot of guys have had their moments. Um, you know, the moments that you have out here set up the opportunities that you get in the stadium, and they've earned those opportunities, and they made some plays. Um, they were playing in the groups that they were playing in. You know, oftentimes performing the way they perform gives you opportunities in some other groups. And so we'll see if that that upward trajectory in their play continues as we we give them some opportunities that they've earned.
5: Yeah, the groups they were playing in were not the starting groups. It was uh, second-half stuff. Uh, Which brings us to the number two pick, uh, wide receiver James Washington. He hasn't been playing with the starters either, Uh, although uh, James Washington uh, continues to uh, do what he does out here. He's catching the ball, and he's starting uh, slowly but uh, perceptibly to – to move his way up in the pecking order a little bit, and uh, Mike Tomlin said he expects that to continue.
8: You know, you see him getting better every uh, every day.
5: Oh, wrong uh, cut there. That was Ben. We'll get to him in a minute. Here's Mike Tomlin talking about uh, the James Washington process.
10: Uh, it's just a process, you know. Um, you know, this is not a patient patient man's business. I'll never ask people to be patient. I'll ask them to work while they wait. And he's doing that. And uh, so, you know, the opportunity is going to come, I'd imagine.
5: We saw James Washington in that game uh, against the Eagles, guys. He was the uh, seventh wide receiver that got on the field. Uh, Yesterday during one of the uh, 11-on-11 team periods, he was the sixth wide receiver that got on the field. But we also saw Washington uh, late in the practice uh, be the third receiver on the field. And we even saw him working uh, in – Seven-on-seven uh, seven play, not just with Ben Roethlisberger, but uh, against cornerback Artie Burns and against quarterback Joe Hayden. So uh, James Washington's starting to make himself noticed, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger is one of the guys who has noticed.
8: You know, you see him getting better every, uh, every day. I know early in camp we talked about he couldn't even get on the field with me, and now we're asking for him to be on the field so we can get some reps and um, so we can see what he can do. A couple of us had a chance to talk
5: with him after practice for a few minutes. Yesterday, we'll hear that next hour. And uh, boy, what a just a down-to-earth kind of take-things-as-they-come take, as a, take things as they come guy James Washington is. It's a refreshing change at that position. <laughs>
1: he shows up on time
5: to stuff. Yeah, works hard. Well, I'm not going to uh, diminish Antonio Brown's work ethic, but uh, he does not show up on time to stuff. No, he doesn't,
1: but uh, uh, he's also pretty darn good.
5: He's remarkable.
1: He is remarkable, and uh, as Jerry D. just said, when the aggravation outweighs the contribution,
5: then you start to think about it. <laughs> Until then, yeah, we're not there yet. We're not even close. He's going to have to be a whole lot more aggravating, and, and right now, really, he's <laughs> he really is pretty aggravating. He, I was going to say, "I don't know if he can be." Uh, you know, he's, he's just have- that good. <laughs> He might have to be in the uh, Aggravating Hall of Fame before he gets... Uh, <laughs> He'd show up and late to the door. induction. <laughs> <laughs> you think he'll do the T.O. thing and just do his own?
1: Yeah, he'll do his own. And then forget what it's all about, and then film himself working out. <laughs> um, the Buccos in San Francisco over the weekend, Mike.
5: Yeah, they they end up settling for a split yesterday, 4-3 Giants. Uh, Joe Musgrove, at least according to the uh, broadcasted accounts yesterday... Pitched better than uh, what his numbers would indicate. He gave up uh, four runs, three of them earned, in six innings. Pirates uh, closed from four to one to four three in the eighth, but weren't able to make it all the way back. They're off today in Minnesota. Tomorrow, eight back in the division, five back in the wild card. So,
1: some ground to make up still. They
5: got to go on another streak. Yeah, uh, they just they. they I, I like capable. the they pit- I think they are, but that that's what it's going to take. They're. Uh, Five and five in their last ten. They're gonna have to do another eight out of ten, nine out of eleven kind of deal.
1: Valerie, what do you got coming up? Thanks, Mike. Valerie, what do you got coming up?
0: Uh, We're gonna talk a little bit about how being uh, basically on call every minute of every day is bad for your health.
2: Just ask Mike. Ever since eating that dinner last night, (laughs) he's
5: on call.
1: Also, I want to remind you, Thursday night, you Was I supposed to respond to that? Or I didn't no, know if you were going to, so no, I was no, leaving no, no. a pregnant pause. You when you're not in the studio, it's hard to read the, the, the you know, there's no body language to work off. Um, but I'm sure what your body language is saying this morning is coming out <laughs> of Sanskrit.
5: Guys, to work off. guys, not the first time I've eaten in such a fashion. Oh, I know. You have an iron constitution. I process this stuff, you know. I know. Differently.
1: You had Rarely four. Often. Wait, I want to make something clear. You had four pat steaks in Philly on Thursday?
5: No, Thursday was the game.
1: When, when, how many did you have while you were in Philadelphia?
5: I had four. Wolfly misinterpreted <laughs> if that's where you heard this from. I had two at the end of uh, a night of boozing on Wednesday.
1: You ate two
5: cheesesteaks at the end
1: of a night. Okay. Well, so, common.
0: what is that, like a 12 inch sub?
5: I always get two. I mean, it's too wet. That's the, the, the. But they were so I've good. I've seen Byrne do that, so that's yeah.
2: not out of the realm of. Uh, I woke normalcy. up the
5: next day and went back. That's
2: that's that's, that's
0: where
5: you separate yourself from the pack. Yeah it
0: truly amazes me. And if I had
5: two sitting me. in front of me right now You'd crush those? They wouldn't be here very long.
1: Oh I envy your iron constitution. Or I don't know. I just marvel at it. I don't know if I envy it so much.
5: Yeah, there might be a price to pay eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. Sorry, what the hell? Hey, what the hell?
1: <laughs> Mike Pursuit live from Steelers Trading Camp. We'll check in with him next hour. It's Randy Bauman and the DV Morning Show, along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter. Welcome back, Val. We missed you greatly. Terribly. Oh, we were, thanks. it was basically, the house was on fire. <laughs> Mom wasn't here. And we destroyed stuff. But
2: we're glad you're back We now. did get some help. We got a little bit of help. Yeah. Julie Grant came in and helped us, which is very kind of her. It, yeah. Gabriella DeLuca, thanks to both of Gabriella them. Gabriella DeLuca, um,
1: tremendous. But yeah, Bill and I still, we uh, we messed the house, mama. <laughs> so yesterday at Steelers training camp, I guess this actually happened Saturday, a Steelers fan dressed in yellow football <laughs> pants, a yellow jersey, and a helmet made it past security. <laughs> And attempted to take part in some of the drills at the beginning of Steelers practice. You forgot that he was wearing Paul number. Yeah. I was getting to that.
0: He... And pads. He had pads.
1: (laughs) He had the practice jersey they're all wearing, um, the number 43. Actually, his is not the same one they were wearing, but it looks enough like it. He had pads on. And I'll say this about the dude. He had abs yeah, he's he is in shape. He, he looked the part. Guy looked like he was in shape. Um, you can understand at this point in camp why maybe it didn't raise a red flag right away. Young dude. He's built. No cuts he's yet. He's got pads. Training camp crasher. He's just kind of running out there. So security stops him. Right, The fan, whose name is not known. I'm sure it is now. It's not like, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It just wasn't reported. It was Roy Palamalu. <laughs> He was escorted off the campus shortly before 4 p.m. Steelers aren't commenting on the incident. Tomlin declined to answer a question about it. That's probably
2: the way to handle it. Yeah. I'd like to not comment.
1: Because if, because you do, if he
2: makes light of it, then he encourages future um, crazies. The problem is this. The guy had
1: like braided hair, like could look like dreads. And he wore number 43. So that's almost like he was trying to... That That's where the red flag came in. If he would have picked a number like, you know, a 41 or something like that and run All out right. there, he might have had a better... Chance of fitting in for a little bit. Although, imagine him if he did get into the practice
2: and he had to like start doing the
1: calisthenics and stuff and he didn't know what anything was. And he looks like the guy in like like, exercise class who doesn't know what he's burping when
2: they're jumping (laughs) jacks.
4: Exactly.
0: It said he got into the team stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
2: right away they know because, you know, from the article, it's like, yeah, the Steelers don't give out the number 43 since Palomalo retired. So there you so go. So right there, they're like, who the hell is that guy? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's hilarious, though. I want I want to hear from this guy. It had a little bit of resemblance, just
1: enough resemblance to what they wear in practice so that he slipped through. Where did he get dressed and how did he slip through? That's what I want to know. He came out of his car and just sort of jogged through the field or something like that. We got to find out how good this kid is. The other thing is the picture of the security guard who stops him. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks like he's just a college intern who's yeah. like, I didn't know I was going to have oh, to beat up man. a football player.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can somebody come help me with this, please? The guy who impersonated... I'm a management major. Brian St. Pierre didn't have to work that hard. See, but that guy was smart. Smart. He didn't try to do it on the field. No, he did it off the field, and he did it with the backup quarterback whose picture wasn't on the website. Right, exactly. So even if they Googled him, <laughs> it still might be... Undetermined. That's right. If you're going to let that be a lesson to all you uh,
1: impersonators, imposters out there, always try to pick somebody that we can't readily identify. Right. Somebody that we don't really know
2: what they look like. Le Carpatron, Duke Marriott. <laughs> CCAC, State. Oh, man.
1: That would have been great. You know what? They should have let him get in there and get his ass beat. Oh, And then have Tom and go, anybody else want to come and try it? (laughs) Anybody else? The guy's just sitting there. Oh, trainer! Trainer! And then they bring out an imposter
2: trainer who has no medical
3: training. He's like,
1: I don't know what to do.
2: He does the Miyagi clap. (laughs) This this should work. Uh, Obviously, we're going to use all imposter trainers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Val has news coming up top of the hour.
0: Uh, We're going to talk about the fact that uh, you being in touch with work all the time is really bad for you. A new pizza restaurant in Mountain View, California is pushing the limits of robotics and artificial intelligence by having machines replace humans in the kitchen. The technology is so advanced it also keeps track of what customers order and predicts the pizza they might want before it's even ordered
1: oh don't yeah, but i I always feel like places can predict what I want. I order from like five places and they all know what I want, and then I order enough for like three people and, and it's only me
4: <laughs> Do you and the fake guy them out?
1: I, oh yeah all the time honey, the food's <laughs> here <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> Why? Why do you do that? Because I don't think I'm so lonely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and why is a single all this single guy
2: reading my feelings.
1: Yeah, no, this guy, he's got a fulfilled
2: life. <laughs> Honey, tell the kids! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next
2: time you should just panic, like in front of them. Kids, come on out. Ki-
4: kids! <laughs> kids! <laughs> Where are the kids?
2: <laughs> And then just grab them by the lapels You've got to help me find my kids
5: Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show Just a delivery man I
2: can't eat in a time like this My kids are gone
1: (laughs) Just start talking like Liam Neeson of a very special set of skills. Uh, Val, what's going on?
0: Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Weather Center 11. It's 65 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The White House is blasting former White House staffer Omarosa after she revealed she recorded conversations with Chief of Staff John Kelly in the Situation Room. Uh, here is part of that recording. Take me into the Situation Room. The doors are locked. They tell me I can't leave. And they start to threaten me, put fear in me. They take me into the situation. That's the same same clip. Uh, It was uh, he actually said to her, you know, basically, if we make this a friendly departure, you can look at your time at the White House as a year of service to the nation and go on without any difficulty in the future relative to your reputation. So it. Well, it isn't an outright threat. It's kind of like, you know what? If you go quietly, we won't trash you.
2: (laughs) Right. Uh, You know, I'm recording this, right?
0: And now she says there is another recording of the president saying that he didn't know she got fired and he swears and then says, I don't love you leaving at all. In a statement, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says the very idea a staff member would sneak a recording device into the White House Situation Room shows a blatant disregard for the country's national security. So does hiring Omarosa in the first place. (laughs) Omarosa. Sanders also said the fact that she's bragging about the recordings on national television only proves her lack of character and integrity.
2: But yeah. we won't hear that fully until John Kelly releases the audio that he has of his recordings of Trump. This is cool. They're like, like, they're like rappers now. <laughs> they
1: just have like they just disc tracks. They go back and forth with recorded audio. Their iPhone app that they must have developed for intra-office uh, recording. We get a lot of traffic these days. Is everybody in the White House seems to be recording each other? So Michael
2: that- Cohen is recording. Omarosa is recording. But I, th- I think we can be safe to say that Flatty Poot definitely did not record. Right?
1: Oh, are you kidding me? That soccer ball he gave Trump had a, had a microphone in it. They're like, um, this is actually a GPS that has uh, tracking capabilities. I'm not even kidding.
2: That's, no, I know. But doesn't it doesn't come ball. In, but doesn't it come in like all soccer balls like they were saying like the technology that exists in that soccer ball like to in order to hack it it would be pretty difficult.
1: I don't know. I mean it doesn't matter. Omarosa's recording things in, in the <laughs> in, in the White House and somebody <laughs> and could just hack her phone right?
2: and then just Turn everything
1: on. But wait, the best revelation was that she walked in on him eating a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> that Michael Cohen so, had written him a note and Trump ate it. <laughs> my
2: God. You're supposed to read the notes, Mr. President. So then Michael Cohen tweets,
1: total fabrication. I never saw the president eat a piece of paper after I wrote him a note. He never did that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, it gets hilarious at times. Yes, yes. A, it's they're talking about the president.
2: <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Never happened. Did thinking, had... like, there's no way he eats that healthy.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: paper?
2: That's no it. way. No <laughs> way. <laughs> just a big gulp. Is there a dip sauce? Watches it down. <laughs>
4: exactly.
2: I eat the most paper. <laughs> Nobody eats as much paper as me. He's just licking paste the next time she comes <laughs> in. I wasn't eating paste.
1: I'm the president. Just pooping paper mache, uh, you know. You, you hire Omarosa, you get Omarosa.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: it's
1: I
0: don't it's, know what they it's expect. It's hard is. to believe
2: that this is real.
1: It's the stupidest time.
0: People who get round-the-clock work emails may be hurting their health. A study by Lehigh University finds the anxiety produced by the constant emails not only decreases relationship satisfaction and health of the employee. But it has the same impact on their spouse. So it's not just hurting you, it's hurting your significant other. The study is a first to test the relationship between electronic communications during non-work hours and health and relationship satisfaction of the employee as well as their significant other. They're
1: going to do a PSA commercial where some parent like breaks down their kid's door when they're supposed to be in bed sleeping and he's going to be like checking emails. What are you doing? I learned it from watching you! <laughs>
0: <laughs> no! Police in a small German town thought it rather strange when they got a 911 call from a man who said he needed protection because he was being harassed by a squirrel. The dispatcher, believing every report should be taken seriously, sent a patrol car to the site where the man reported the issue. And sure enough, a bushy-tailed little squirrel was chasing the guy. But right after the police pulled up, the rodent just kind of laid down and took a nap. Wildlife officers say the baby animal had probably been separated from its mother and was looking to the man in search of a replacement parent and a home.
2: I'll be back later, you little snitch. (laughs) When the fuzz ain't around, ain't nobody to protect you.
0: Did you see the story about the rabid beaver? It was somewhere in Pennsylvania.
2: (laughs) No. I thought that was the name of a strip club
0: out in (laughs) 22.
2: (laughs) You can only go there in the daytime? It's the drive-through.
0: <laughs> some uh, some guy was kayaking yeah. with his young daughter. I, can't, I think it was in the eastern part of the state.
2: Um, a rabbit beaver would be terrifying.
0: And the the beaver was, like, biting the oar, trying to get in the boat. Oh, my boat. God.
2: He's like, I've eaten all the logs. I've eaten <laughs> all the logs. I want that oar. I want that oar. What else do you have? We have talked about this you last week because I saw a
1: couple of raccoons at, like, 10 in the morning, and yeah. I'm like, they're probably rabid. And um, my girlfriend was like, "No, they're just teaching the mom's teaching the baby how to eat." I'm like, "That's not a thing. That doesn't. They're not doing that at 10:30 in the morning. They could be rabbit nocturnal." So Julie Grant was here, and yeah. she said that there was tw- they found 12 rabbit ones in the South Hills. Mm-hmm. So there was a rabbit beaver where.
0: So I think it was the eastern part of the state.
1: Oh, okay. It wasn't We're here. We're trying to no. string all these crimes together. Yeah, I'm trying to do a mine hunter thing here.
2: <laughs> it's all going to come back. Yeah. This is like a true detective season. Yeah. That's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start
1: putting pictures of beavers and squirrels and raccoons <laughs> on the wall. This is the head <laughs> of the family.
0: We got to figure out how they all connect. <laughs> Adams County. Oh, that's, that's, out, there that's way out there somewhere. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's
0: pretty big, too. You
2: got to be careful. I don't know. Salvage a barn. Keep those things busy.
0: Um, These stories always crack me up. Investigators looking into an attempted Maryland carjacking foiled by a stick shift.
1: Oh, nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Montgomery County Police say two suspects confronted the driver at a mall garage last week as he was returning to his parked vehicle, but they did not get very far. They took the victim's keys, started the vehicle, and then took off when they realized it was a manual transmission.
2: It's safe to they say those know. burglars are not clutch. Am I right, guys? Come on,
0: <laughs>
2: nothing. <laughs> but right. I'm, I'm going to take off.
0: Police still uh, <laughs> looking for them.
2: Uh, yeah. You got to be real dumb. I
0: learned. You got know how to drive a stick, just in case. And there aren't that many, probably. I had,
1: to, I had to go to Connecticut for a job interview one time when I was in college, and I my roommate had a car, and I'm like, "Dude, can I borrow your car? I I have to go do this job interview." And he was like, yeah, uh, you know how to drive a stick? And I'm like, yeah.
0: Doesn't everybody?
1: Totally did, did not. Did not know at all. I had a really good idea on how to drive a stick. I mean. So <laughs> I taught myself how to drive his stick. Like, that was how I learned how to drive. Wow. <laughs> was a lot on a herky-jerky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was not a fun ride <laughs> Engine all. cuts off. Well, there's
0: a lot of highway driving, so once you get it into fourth or fifth gear, you're good. Yeah,
1: and my sister went with me, too, because she was going to Penn State at the time, and, and our other sister was living in Stanford, so we're like, I right, we'll make a weekend out of it. I'm like, I got a car at school. <laughs> like, going through <laughs> tolls and stuff. Just... <laughs> <laughs> How terrified I'll, I'll
2: were get you... I'll get it figured. <laughs> when you had to stop on a hill. Oh, yeah, that was...
3: Well, yeah, my <laughs> God. Yeah, <So> <laughs> just... <laughs> just, yeah, just <laughs>
1: We should be okay.
2: <laughs> you out on a, on a
1: hillside. Just,
2: and then when you do go,
1: spot the clutch because you don't know how to finesse it at all.
0: <laughs> Roger Daltrey has recruited Van Morrison and Ed Sheeran to perform with him this week in Los Angeles at a private concert to benefit UCLA Health and Teen Cancer America, which is a charity founded by Adultery and Pete Townsend. It is an invitation-only event, so some swanky people going to be there. Movie and TV producer Judd Apatow will serve as MC. Howie Mandel will be the auctioneer for music memorabilia and art that will be sold at the event. One of the items up for bids is a guitar signed by Eric Clapton, Robert Plant, Brian May, Paul McCartney, Donovan, Brian Wilson, Keith Richards, Dion, Peter Frampton, Graham Nash, Don Everly, and Elvis Costello. That item wow. alone expected to sell for two hundred and fifty grand. Uh, another item on the block is a refurbished Bally pinball wizard machine, pinball machine built in nineteen seventy-five to coincide with the Tommy movie, and it's been autographed by most of the film's principals, including Daltry, Townsend, Elton John, Tina Turner, Jack Nicholson, and Anne Margaret. After years of speculation, it looks like Idris Alba, Idris Alba or Idris? Yeah. Idris Alba. Uh Next in line to be James Bond, but on Sunday, the British actor shot down the rumors. He tweeted, my name's Elba, Idris Elba. Then followed that up with, don't believe the hype. <laughs> well, you just
1: made some hype. Last <laughs> week,
0: the UK tabloid, The Daily Star reported director Antoine Fuqua had spoken to Bond producer, Barbara Broccoli and said it's time for B- Bond to be played by a black actor and then Fuqua suggested Elba take the role however Fuqua's rep tells the Hollywood Reporter there was never any such discussion.
1: Well, Of course they'd say so, that secretive. Is secretive.
0: Fu- Fuqua's from Pittsburgh right Antoine Fuqua?
1: I think so. It's a Frenchie Fuqua's kid?
2: Yes. Uh, <laughs> Baby Fuqua
0: in 2014 Elba said he would absolutely accept the role of 007 if or, or offered to him. However, Daniel Craig is scheduled to appear in a fifth James oh. Bond film uh, which will hit theaters late next year.
1: Baby Foucault should definitely be the enemy that he fights. <laughs> <laughs> and they the, say
2: it sounds like something on uh, Urban Dictionary.
1: I, I you know, I don't have a dog in the fight with the, the James Bond thing. I don't really care. I I got into those Daniel Craig ones late and I Couldn't believe how good they were. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, they're really good. I just, you know, I didn't, like, run out to the theater to see them. It's not like, I don't know, action movies I kind of get around to. I'm not like, oh, I can't wait to see it. Uh, Those were tremendous. And then when I heard about the Idris Elba thing, I, like many people, I'm like, I don't care one way Mm -hmm. or the other. But then I found out how bad it pisses off white supremacists who are online freaking out about it, and I definitely 100% want it to be, like, all black Bond. (laughs) (laughs) Black Bond. Just All black Bond. (laughs) <laughs> like ever, just a whole cast, like Eddie Murphy, Boomerang,
3: <laughs> just
1: just so
2: their heads explode. Do Casino Royale, like the beginning, the
3: it, opening, that opening
10: scene, scene of that, yeah,
2: is, it's like a twenty minute parkour chase scene. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Meghan Markle's father might just pester the royal family until they pay him to shut up. Oh, Thomas dude. Markle has given yet another cringeworthy interview to a British newspaper. And again, he has shared too much information. He said Megan banned him from giving the toast at the reception.
2: <laughs> she probably didn't uh, want me to bring up that she farts a lot. Yeah. Here's to your honor, and if you're not honor, get honor.
0: What do you mean inappropriate?
2: I, oh God, I'm bad at this. Whatever, Sorry, That's what we
0: do at the Elks.
2: <laughs> I call her the Meg.
0: This new tidbit uh, <laughs> comes from Markle, who got a call from Prince Harry the week of the royal wedding. Well, Dad hung up on Prince Harry, who called to complain about Thomas earning money by posing for paparazzi photos. His response, Dad's response, he recalled saying, quote, maybe it'd be better for you guys if I was just dead. Then you could pretend to be sad. And then he hung up on him.
2: By the way, I love that song Castle on the Hill that you wrote. Oh, you're not Ed Sheeran? All right. Well, (laughs) God, I should stop talking. I got to go look in my big book of Britain again and (laughs) (laughs) figure out which
1: Brit stars are which. Gotta get my my P's and Q's in order here.
0: Forecast today, chance of showers (laughs) or thunderstorms and uh, high around 80, it's 65 at DVE.
4: DVE Sports.
1: Mike a live from Steelers training camp, St. Vincent College in Latrobe. Mike, good morning.
5: Good morning, Sports This Hour, brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. Uh, Let's uh, delve a little deeper into the James Washington story as it unfolds out here at St. Vincent College. Oh, I like
1: this kid. I like him a lot.
5: Uh, There's a lot to like, guys. Uh, He's a number two pick, so uh, there is a level of expectation. Now, how quickly Washington is able to realize that is what we're in the process of finding out. Uh, they drafted him out of Oklahoma State, gaudy numbers in a spread uh, offense that like to play up-tempo football and throw it all over the yard. So you got to kind of give what he did at Oklahoma State a little bit of an asterisk. But uh, he is uh, not the biggest and not the fastest, but, boy, does he catch the football. Uh, came to Pittsburgh with a reputation as a guy who makes combat catches, and he has done that since OTAs. Hasn't exactly been front and center, though. They have... Uh, Allowed him to work the process, as Mike Tomlin likes to put it, and they're making him earn his way. Nothing is being given to this kid, but uh, James Washington said uh, yesterday that he is nonetheless getting there.
11: The process, you know, it's, it's been it's been good. It's had its ups and downs. and you know, I first started, you know, I was trying to go with Ben, you know, just to show him what I had, and I'd get in there and make a few errors, and then... You know, I kind of step back down and, you know, as, as practice has been going, I've been watching all the guys a lot, and, and it's me with the coaches and, and getting more familiar with the offense. It seems like you catch the ball pretty much every day. What are the errors you were talking about? I mean, just mental errors, like getting in, getting in different positions, knowing the whole concept, you know, the entire offense. So, I mean, knowing the route, right? Okay. The, yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, mental errors, That's that's the quickest way to get in the doghouse, no matter who you are, because <laughs> if the coaches don't trust you, and the guy throwing you the football doesn't trust that you're going to be where he thinks you're supposed to be, then you got a problem. Uh, you guys remember when uh, we interviewed Ben when everybody came up to camp a couple of weeks ago? And uh, Randy, you guys were asking him about James Washington. I think you were expecting, yeah, he looks really good. He's really going to help us. And Ben's answer was basically, "Who's he?" Yes,
2: I haven't really thrown him a pass yet.
5: <laughs> yeah, well that 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 has changed. Yesterday, Roethlisberger said that uh, the first-team offense is now asking to see Washington out there just to find out what he can do because he is uh, doing better against uh, the guys he's been going against, the second and third teamers. So uh, that's a development. It's not happening a whole lot still, but he is uh, beginning to work occasionally with Ben Roethlisberger, and that's better than uh, not working with Ben Roethlisberger at all. And it's uh, nothing that uh, Washington doesn't think he can handle.
11: We ran every single route that I've ran here at Oklahoma State. You know, coming in, that was a big question was, can he run this route? Can he run that route? I didn't. You know, I've ran just about every route here, so it's nothing new. Yeah,
5: they're also starting hmm. to move him around. Uh, he's not just uh, an outside guy. He's not a one-trick pony. He's also playing in the slot. Here's uh, James Washington talking about playing in the slot and uh, making those combat catches no matter where he's playing.
11: Honestly, it's just like outside. You just got to know how to pick a side of a defender and run. That's pretty much it.
5: General observation, looks like you're not open that much, but you catch the ball. that's the way you're going to get it done.
11: You know, at this level, I've I've realized that, you know, you have to make combat catches because everybody's good at this level. You're not going to get 10 yards of separation. I mean, unless you just fasten someone, you just outrun them. But at this level, it's all about your hand usage and, and how good your hands are at the catch point. It's something that we worked on a lot at Oklahoma State. You know, having strong hands, running through the catch, not worried about a defender coming down on uh, you about to hit you. Just, just got to make the play.
2: Is that yep. where you think he's going to contribute this year,
5: Mike, in the slot? Maybe. That would be huge. Now, Antonio Brown could play there as well. Uh, it, it, I guess it'll depend on the, the coverage and the matchup game that offenses and defenses play. But uh, I think he, I certainly think he can. Let's put it that way, Bill. Uh, he is not just a uh, one-trick pony. And uh, he's not a guy that uh, is going to blow you away when you look at him physically or when you watch him running around out there. He he, he is not wide open. But once they figure out that uh, he's going to come down with the ball way o- more often than not, then he's going to get the ball. Uh, he, he made a play yesterday out here, and Mike Tomlin was all over it. Uh, great hands catch. Great hands catch. They're emphasizing that so much. Uh, particularly with the young receivers. Don't let it get into your body. You know, grab it and then do something with it. And uh, James Washington's got confidence that uh, he can do that. Uh, He's also got confidence that he will eventually get those first team reps, and he's uh, not ready to press that issue. Uh, He's uh, content to bide his time and and wait for his time.
11: You know, that's kind of above my pay grade. But, uh, you know, if I get in with Ben and – and just get the opportunity, I'm I'm going to take it and run with it.
5: Be an interesting guy to keep an eye on Thursday night against Green Bay, see if he gets in there. Uh, In the first game, he was the seventh receiver on the field. He was playing special teams before he was playing actual wide receiver. Let's see if they move him up the ladder a little bit and uh, let him get in there a little earlier. The only Uh, thing
1: that I think is going to be difficult with James Washington is because of his height. There are times when he does not look open and you have to just trust that he's going to catch the ball beca- yep. because the guy wins. And that's that's gonna be a weird sort of instinct to try and ignore to see a smaller guy who's covered, but somehow he always comes down with the ball. I mean, you know, how many picks are you gonna allow before you kind of like I don't trust that?
5: Yeah, that's you know, Ben's going to have to deal with that more than anybody else, right? Cuz he's a guy that's throwing it. Right. Uh, he does that with Antonio Brown obviously. Okay, I'm throwing AB yes. on display and I don't care where they are. He's going to get it. Uh And he's
1: not that much shorter than AB, right?
5: No. No, he's not. But he's got much less of a resume. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, what James Washington can do, you know, we saw a glimpse of it in the Eagles game. Uh, the play where Mason Rudolph was in and he drew the Eagles offside and they had the free play and they just threw it up. Rudolph just threw it up down the sideline and Washington went up and elevated and made a high point hands catch on uh, Avante Maddox, a guy, a rookie cornerback for the Eagles. Uh, some people might remember that Avante Maddox played at Pitt. And some people might remember that Mason Rudolph and James Washington tortured Pitt <laughs> at Oklahoma State. And uh, James Washington's certainly a guy who remembers both of those things.
11: Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I, I sure did. You think you tortured those guys about enough by now? <laughs> I, I guess. That's why I hang with, with Q so much. You know, he, he's from Pitt. You know, he got that bond.
5: Yeah, he's hanging out with Quadri Henderson. I guess they're trying to make amends, you know. Sorry to
3: catch 800 <laughs> passes for 12,000 yards against your team.
1: Sorry, your mom blew up, Ricky. <laughs> um, well, I have high hopes for that, kid. I I, I hope to uh, see some good stuff Thursday night. Yeah, me too. And it actually uh look uh, you know, a little bit more as the weeks go by in the preseason, like uh, what the Steelers will actually look like this year each and every week. You'll get a little bit more of a glimpse into it. I don't know if we totally did last weekend but
5: uh, uh no i don't i don't believe we did Um uh, yeah. like the, the emphasis i think coming out of the philly game was uh, we talked about this on our show and i talked about this on my afternoon hit they looked like they knew what they were doing that was the the significant element of that i thought that that being able to not get 17 lead with the head penalties and uh not totally screwing up special teams although uh they did have a amazingly they had uh, not one, but two penalties for lining up over the long snapper on extra points. Yeah,
1: that's. And that's weird. not a
5: new one. They should have known that already. The that, new
1: that, helmet rule is the one that's causing a lot of issues, Mike, around the league.
5: Yeah, uh, I guess the, uh, well, Shamarco Thomas got himself thrown out of a game. And then uh, I think he's playing with the Colts now. And yeah, there was, is. I saw a play, uh, just somebody posted a clip on Twitter and, uh, Ron Wolfley, Craig's brother, was going crazy. Uh, somebody from Arizona delivered a shoulder hit and got a, a helmet foul.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough to uh, enforce that one all year properly because I think they just haven't taken into account how many actual football plays end up resulting with a guy going like face first into his chest and then the angle can make it look like the crown of his helmet is hitting right. first. You know, it's going to be... As a judgment call, it can have pretty big impact on games going forward. But it's tough to c- complain about the league trying to do something about head safety in the NFL right now because they certainly have needed to try and figure out something. It's just this hard balance of, well, if the sport is inherently violent. How can we remove the violence out of the sport and still keep it to, to, to be you know as dynamic a, a, of, of a sport uh, as it has always been? It's yeah, kind of been the allure.
5: I, I think one of two things is going to happen on that. Uh, either I, I think they're going to be focused on it early in September. And uh, I think either the players will adjust as they kind of did when the, the player safety initiative was first thrust upon the league uh, and it'll everybody will start doing it the right way or the officials will just stop calling it as often which sometimes happens when, when these things are implemented in a variety of sports. But right. I haven't heard a lot of complaining about that out here. I don't know that that's sincere. On the, you have know, talked to several of the Steelers defenders about it, and the stock answer is basically, hey, it's the rules. You have to play within the rules. And you've heard Mike Tomlin emphasizing that's what they're trying to do. I don't, I don't know if they're uh, really speaking from the heart on that, but they're trying not to uh, make it an issue. As they are Until not it to make becomes it, an issue in a game. And they're then, trying not to make a lot of things an issue out here.
2: Well, Mike, don't you go making things an issue, okay? Don't don't be like the media and start blowing things up that are already blown up by the team themselves. Bill, if I blow something
5: up, it's because it needed to be blown up. You know that.
2: Mike, was there any danger
1: of any of the journalists being impersonated by somebody on the field on Saturday? <laughs>
5: Yeah, what, what do you do? Put on weight and look stupid.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: what paper was it that you said you wrote for again? Why do you have a crayon in your hand? <laughs> did you see that guy that was? I did not. I, I you know, I'm not uh, down on the field for the, uh, the exact start of the pre practice warm up, but uh, I saw a couple of the pictures, and uh, I think they should have put him in a drill. Yeah.
0: That's what Randy said. Uh, if
5: you, uh, it would have been Line great. Just
1: Just oh, so you want to play
5: drill? Oklahoma's with Big Dan
2: McCullers.
5: Yeah. <laughs> hey, to it. come over here. We're going to do a drill called Pro Defensive End Against Jackass.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what right now. Oh, dear Lord. You think a lot of people show up at camp as it is. You start doing that. <laughs> better build a new highway out there. Pros, pros versus Joes. That's yeah. right. There you go. Uh, Mike Pursuit, alive live <laughs> from Steelers training camp here on your home of the black and gold. 102.5 DVD. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show, along with Val Porter and Bill Crawford. Levy on Bell, of course, holding out. Not a camp. The only video of his workouts that has emerged so far <laughs> is of Lev in a strip joint, smacking a pock filled stripper <laughs> ass. And former Steelers star, <laughs> Lamar Woodley, had something to say about it. TMZ Sports tracked down Woodley, and uh, here's what he had to say about Lev. You
12: know what? Uh, Le'Veon Bell proved he's one of the top backs in the league, uh, one of the top players in the league, not only a running back, but a receiver. Um, so we all know playing, uh, playing running back is not for long at that position. So right, right. You know, he wanted his money. He wanted right. some guaranteed money. Uh, so right now, he's just, he just enjoying himself. I think he's still going to come back and uh, have a great season uh, like he did last year.
1: Okay, but any advice for Lev?
12: Uh, definitely. You know, I, I understand what he's doing. You know, but at the same time, you got to keep the attention down a little bit. So no strip clubs? No you, strip clubs. You, no, rec- <laughs> no club. you know, uh, it's, it's okay it's okay to have a little fun. Yeah. Uh, but I have to say no strip clubs. Stay, stay out the line like that way and just, just work because the big deal about to get ready to come.
1: No strip clubs.
4: No, not at all. None.
1: No? No, no strip clubs. No. None.
2: Effort. <laughs> no. Yep. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I like the new additions. Uh-huh. No, not at all. But
1: he said, look, hey, you know, football doesn't work. He kind of likes his uh, rap
2: career. Effort. No. Stay
12: in the studio because that's him. You know, that's yeah. his uh, That's his diary. That's his chance to go out there and, his, and speak his mind a little bit and enjoy what he's doing. He's still got to have some fun, but I'll say stay at the strip club and that's how I'm like. There you go.
1: Well, so... Lamar, with some advice for Le'Veon Bell: Stay out of the strip club.
0: Just make rap music.
1: Just make terrible hip hop.
3: <laughs>
2: Stop slapping ass. I'm not <laughs> slapping the ass. it the ass.
1: Stop <laughs> slapping <of> the ass. <laughs> well, like we discussed last week, you know, I slap at that ass, man. Slap it the ass. <laughs> it looks like uh, you know when you see that stripper that he got the B squad. But yeah. I, I was told by somebody at of Steelers camp, like, no, that's what it's all about down in Miami. That girl, she makes a lot of money. I refuse that's, to believe this. She is the kind of blue chip recruit strip joints look for down there. No way. She has a certain quality in that area that is a big uh, attraction.
0: <laughs> in that area, do you mean geographically or? Both. <laughs> yeah. Physically.
1: Physically. Both physically and geographically. area. <laughs>
3: No, they I, like big I, butts. I, I
1: don't
2: think she would uh and they can't deny it.
1: <laughs> Dude, by the way, yesterday I was driving, you know how like there are those marquees that businesses use and they just put random facts on there as you're mm-hmm. driving past, they'll be like temperature, uh time, and then it'll have like a random celebrity, like happy birthday, whatever. There was this law firm that has one on Banksville Road, and yesterday I was driving up and it said, Happy birthday, sir, mix a lot. <laughs>
2: Hey, I mean... It's the guy's birthday. He was probably uh, smack of that ass <laughs> somewhere.
1: A, I was really ba- mad that I, I'd forgotten it was Sir Mix-a-Lot's
2: birthday, but B,
6: how's that helping How you does get that, anybody no, in the... No, like, nobody
2: cares about Sir mix birthday. No. Like, which law firm should we use? You
1: know, that one that told us about uh, Judy Garland's birthday.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: when we do that? <laughs> She would have been 89. Uh, well, she'd probably be older than that now.
0: Judy Garland? Yeah. Uh, I think she's been dead for a while, hasn't she? I know. She?
1: That's what I said. She yeah. would have been. All right, I screwed up the reference. Here's the point. Sir Mix-A-Lot's
2: 55,
0: <laughs> which <laughs> is way crap. younger. Really? Wow. Way younger than I thought he was. But still oh, younger? Like, is he still yeah. performing?
2: I don't know. I just always looked at him as young. When did he, because- When did he get knighted? I have no idea. <laughs> It was in the year of our Lord, 1991. Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he's 55. Anthony Ray is his name. Huh. Happy I Birthday. hope he still doesn't uh, perform, because that's just weird. That that His act did not age well. <laughs> no? He
0: might go on those tours, like those package tours.
2: Yeah. He prob- There's probably a cruise.
0: I bet there is. Plus, he
2: was on uh, Robot Chicken a lot. Maybe he's on Animal Planet. He, he does. His Anaconda doesn't want none unless you got buns, hon. <laughs> you said it like a Pittsburgh like waitress. We got buns, hon. We got. His Anaconda doesn't want none unless you has got buns, hon. What do you got coming up, Val?
0: Uh, today's Bums? National huh? Left Handers Day, so we're going <laughs> to talk about left handed facts.
1: Sinestra. That's uh-huh. Latin for
2: left-handed
0: i thought that was a
1: medication for left-handed that's where (laughs)
2: sinister comes from oh yeah oh remember when uh i don't appreciate this i'm left-handed
1: well then you want the uh uh store that uh what's homer's neighbor i can't think of his name ned flanders Mm -hmm. remember he had the left-handed was it the left emporium or something like that yes it was everything for left-handed people that's what i need
0: Bill, happy day.
1: What's the most for you aggravating thing that never comes left-handed that we just
2: take for granted? Notebooks, like all the all wirebound. the like uh, yeah the wirebound ones. Mm-hmm. I'm like writing up on the rings. Oh yeah, that hurt. That's Yeah you know that's, that's awful. that sucks, and that's. Pretty much where it ends. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: just notebooks. One Not a big thing. deal. All right. Well, we'll find you in left-handed notebook. Files News coming up. I want to remind you that the uh, Steelers-Packers, Thursday night, 8 o'clock kickoff, all of the action starting here at 4 o'clock. Tim Benz and Dale Lally and uh, Rob King on that. And then we have Mike Pursuta, Jerry Dulac, and Bob Labriola shortly thereafter. And they'll hand it over to the Triumvirate of Broadcasting Tunch and Wolf with Bill Hillgrove on the play-by-play here on your home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 102.5. D- I had to go to Connecticut for a job interview one time when I was in college, and I, my roommate had a car, and I'm like, dude, can I borrow your car? I, I have to go do this job interview. And he was like, yeah, uh, you know how to drive a stick? And I'm like, yeah.
0: Doesn't everybody?
1: Totally did Did not, not know but, at all. I had a really good idea on how to drive a stick.
0: I mean. So... <laughs>
1: I taught myself how to drive his stick. Like, that was how I learned how to drive. Wow. Was on oh, a herky jerky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it was not a fun ride. <laughs> at Engine <all>. cuts off. <laughs> <laughs> like, going through tolls and stuff. Just. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how terrified I'll, I'll get were it. you I'll get it figured. <laughs> when you had to stop on a hill? Oh yeah, that was well. Yeah, oh right. God, yeah. yeah. so you not know, <laughs> that. Just yeah, just.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we should be okay. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Peeling out on, it. on just,
1: and then when you do go, <laughs> you spot the clutch.
5: Randy Bauman
1: and the DVE Morning Show. I, I, st- I mean, I occasionally will do that on
2: like hills around here. Sometimes Val I'm, loves sound effects. That's what I'm finding <laughs> out about her. What we're talking about is almost irrelevant. (laughs) Do we have good sound effects to go along with the story? Because if we do, she's in.
0: I realized that not too long ago. I'm like, I'm a woman in my 40s and I use sound effects when I speak.
1: I always do.
2: (laughs) I constantly do. Yeah, you do a lot. Uh, But you have to. You make the fart the... noise when you when you give <laughs> the bird, which is the funniest to me.
4: <laughs> it's like, <laughs>
2: where did that come from? That's the funniest thing ever. That's that's only the
1: special kind of bird. That's when the when you flip the bird like from your hip and it's coming all the way up. Like
3: if you just like
1: if you just throw one out, yeah. you don't do the fart noise. But if you bring one all the way up, it has to have a noise. Like,
0: but is it only one <laughs> finger or it's
4: both?
1: I mean, usually Double one. Barrel. It's just like that's the sound of like, I'm pulling it out.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That guy? All right, what do you got?
0: Here's a Channel 11 severe weather center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. There's Center 11. It's 69 degrees at DV. The news is brought to us by CCAC. The FBI is issuing a warning about a new type of extortion scam. The feds say con artists are sending letters to men threatening to expose their secrets to their wives. If they don't send thousands of dollars in Bitcoin, letters have been popping up all over the country. WJLA-TV talked to a Northwest D.C. couple targeted by scammers. Jeff Stroll says he and his wife have been happily married for 14 years. He says he contacted the FBI after opening the letter. Uh, They say anybody who has gotten one of these letters or fallen victim to the scam should report it to the Internet Crime Complaint Center, which I didn't know was a thing.
2: The Internet Crime Complaint Center. That sounds like another place
1: that is just a total racket. Yeah, you (laughs) go in there, it just puts a virus on your computer. You're like,
2: damn it!
0: (laughs) Today, Bill, is your day. It's National Left-Handers Day. Boom. I'm not sure what...
1: stranger. We'll play Billy Joel the stranger for you.
0: (laughs) Some facts about lefties. 15% of the population is left-handed. Four? So
2: a small... Portion of the population.
0: Four of our last six presidents were left handed Obama, Clinton, Bush Sr., and Reagan, all lefties. 50% of dogs are left pawed. Research found that half of dogs favor their left paw over their right. Lefties are thought to be more creative. While That's there, true. There's no mm-hmm. scientific proof many left-handed people follow careers in the arts.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not genetic, at least not entirely. Scientists think that your dominant hand is completely random because studies have shown that many twins have opposite-handedness. However, mothers over 40 more likely to have left-handed babies. A study found that uh, babies of moms over 40 twice as likely to be lefties. According to an international survey, they drink more than their right-handed peers. Left-handed people make better athletes. It has everything to do with right-handed people being able to effectively react and anticipate your movements. And most left-handed people learn to be ambidextrous. Not because they want to, but because they have to, because it's a right-handed world.
2: I mean, it is a right man's world, but I don't see it as anything beyond just like like desks when you're... In school and notebooks.
0: Yeah, it's you're getting it from the beginning.
2: Like what? I, I mean, it's not really that tough.
0: I'm a left hand living in a right hand
2: world. I mean, it's you know, it sucks sometimes, but it's it's really not that big of a deal. Like, <laughs> I mean, chill out. I mean, like, where's the, I? I just don't see the difficulty. Maybe I'm missing something.
0: So celebrate your left handedness today, Bill. I will. If you're looking for a big change in your life, I already have. If you're looking for a big change in your life and you are a cat lover, well, this might be just
3: (laughs) (laughs) for you.
0: A double barrel. A cat sanctuary on a Greek island needs somebody to look after the cats. The woman who owns God's Little People Cat Rescue on the island of Syros is offering a salary and all utilities paid housing overlooking the Aegean Sea to take care of her 55 cats. She says uh, she needs someone who can trap or handle a feral or non-sociable cat. That means a cat lover who's knowledgeable in cat psychology and maybe has some cat whispering skills.
2: How are you a non-sociable cat and live with 54 other cats?
0: More than 200 people have already applied for the job offer.
2: Yeah, because they're like, okay, I got to go. I got to go to the island of Dr. Moreau. Let's see what she's doing.
0: You get to... Live above the Aegean Sea,
1: yeah. Great. I don't know. This sounds weird, <laughs> real weird. Yeah, 55 cats. Something weird's going on there, yeah.
2: dude.
0: In other animal news, uh, the week before last, uh, before I went on vacation, I did this story about the guy who had a dog lick him and he had to have his yeah. hands and his legs amputated and his nose and part of his nose. Well, a similar story reported over the weekend. It happened in Wisconsin. According to the report, 58-year-old Sharon Larson was nipped by her new puppy. And the next day, she started to feel a little under the weather. Uh, The day after that, she was so sick she couldn't even hold a glass. Her husband said she went to a hospital. Doctors found that her kidneys were failing. And blood work found that she had contracted the capnocytophagia canomarsus. It's a common bacteria found in the mouths of dogs and cats. It's extremely rare that it causes such serious illness. She was treated with antibiotics, but sadly passed away the next day. ah! Yeah, experts say most people have no reaction to the bacteria, but people with weakened immune systems uh, should take precautions.
2: I thought that was going to be a light story. I was like, oh, what's the return policy like on puppies? She died?
1: that's so messed up is that very oh.
2: very rare they is it say the same that thing that the guy who lost his leg and nose was it the same infection
0: I don't think it was the same infection
2: alright cause that guy I mean he should have got rid of that dog maybe two or three limbs ago
0: well they said he had. He was around eight dogs so they couldn't even figure out which dog it was I don't just know all which one it is licking him He's all playing, the time licking
2: roulette here Maybe
1: having them all lick me to figure out which one it is was a bad idea. You licked the arm. You licked that leg. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll see what comes oh, no, off tomorrow. Have, he did Shazam, have the same, lick me on the nose.
0: It was the same bacteria.
1: It was the same. And
0: it was in the same uh, geographic area like, like with with yeah within I don't know how many miles I can't remember let me see how many miles We need to said figure this
1: out. Is this something that's like
0: It's very rare.
2: because people are going to be able to rob banks with dogs now. Well, it has to be a combination of things. It has to be the dog has to have it and then you have to have a weak immune well, system. Well, we need to find out the preponderance of people who are
1: susceptible to this bacteria. It's my point. It's true. Give me your money. The dog's gonna kiss you.
0: <laughs> you see, all you really have to worry if you have uh, your skin is broken in any way, like if you have an open cut. Don't mm-hmm. let the dog <laughs> lick your open cuts.
2: Aw. who's letting dogs? That's my lick- favorite thing to do. Oh, Eat I have the scat. an open oh. cut. I'm gonna go walk around the neighborhood see if there's any dogs out.
1: It's okay, their mouths are cleaner mm. than ours.
2: <laughs> my where, kidneys where, hurt. Where were you just licking before you licked the cut? Hmm. Your butt. <laughs> all right. Come on
1: over here, Sparky. <laughs> Did the dog lick you anywhere else? that we have to worry about? No.
2: Uh-uh. <laughs> you didn't say that confidently. No.
0: No.
1: No.
4: Effort. No. no.
1: No. Effort. No.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like the the no kind of rounds the O. Oh. oh,
1: his yeah. No. It sounds like John Hausman. Effort.
3: F F no. It.
2: no. 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 what was the
0: context
2: of that no not at all I don't remember
0: actor Leah Schreiber has a court date coming up in Rockland County he's facing second degree harassment for allegedly pushing a camera out of a photographer's face in June police say it happened while the show that Schreiber works on Ray Donovan (laughs) was filming in Nyack An attorney for Schreiber tells the Journal News that he will plead (laughs) not guilty. He's due in court tomorrow. I did
1: not commit the crime.
0: (laughs) And Slash is saying that everybody in Guns N' Roses is on board about the band recording a new studio album. Guitarist says everybody thinks it's a good idea, but due to their touring commitments, they haven't had time to work out a schedule. Despite the grueling schedule, Slash says the band has plenty of ideas for a new album. The group has uh, nine fall world tour dates scheduled starting November 3rd in Monterey, Mexico. And I know Slash is going to be toured with his yeah. band. And-
1: Keep it simple, Slash. I'm telling you, put out just some banging rock tunes, good riffs. Just put out some yeah. don't some overthink it, Chinese democracy, this thing. You yes. know, like just crank out some tunes
0: forecast today chance of showers or thunderstorms 80 for the high it's 68 at D V
1: it is the dve morning show randy bauman along with Fal porter mike pursuit is live at steelers training camp and uh hard knocks of course is the hbo show that leah schreiber narrates the it's browns so good. So Did good. you see episode one yet, Val?
0: No. Oh, it's so good. He does all the... Doesn't he do the like the road to the winter classic and all those? Yeah. yeah.
1: The 24-7.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's so good at that stuff. Uh, anyways, Carl Naseeb, he's uh, the guy in episode one who was uh, trying to give financial advice to oh, the other yeah. players.
2: He was like the Browns' Jim Cramer. Yeah. Uh, he
1: said uh, he got in trouble because of how much he swore his grandmother called him and... Chewed him out for swearing like that on television.
2: I was bothered by it. It's the least egregious thing of everything that is on that episode. I know, but it's like he's egregiously and gratuitously swearing. Yes. It's like you can't be this smart about money and this dumb in delivering the message. I think he's trying to relate to his crowd. He's trying to
1: trying to bring them in.
0: Maybe he was hoping they wouldn't use the video.
1: I don't know. They had to
0: edit it so much that...
1: I wondered about it, though, because so much of... There's cameras everywhere that are hidden. Like when Jarvis Landry did that flip-out speech when he was yelling at everybody. Right. It was from like that bird's nest. Like did he even know? Did he have any idea? Uh, every year at camp, they'll have comedians go out and entertain the troops. Our buddy Ralphie May, rest in peace, used to do it for the Steelers a lot. Uh, Gary Owen is a guy who does it a lot around the country a for time. different teams. Yeah. And he he did the Steelers uh, a couple of times It's Steelers training camp. He showed up and performed for them. He's friends with all these guys. Uh, last time he was here, he was hanging out in the studio with Sally Wigan. Sally, who caught a huge fish with Brett Kesel yesterday. I don't know I if you saw that. That on Twitter. Good Was for it him.
2: catch and release? I yes. didn't think uh, he threw Sally, Sally back in.
1: <laughs> oh, he did. Yeah, Good. kept the fish. Threw Sally
3: in.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, ow, 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 ow. Last
1: time he was in town, Gary Owen, he hung out with Sally, and the two of them were really. They should take this on the road. I can't believe he's married to Daisy Fuentes. That That's crazy. I was going to say, why like bad. the girl wow. there for a minute? Wait a
4: minute. Why am I blanking, Hun? I, I know. MTV? Oh, okay, okay. Remember the Beach okay. House? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. those okay, days, okay, you know,
1: okay. with uh, the newfound sort of yeah, yeah, awareness yeah. of everything that's going on right now. I mean, now. I was
4: actually married then.
1: The You were married then? Yeah. To Richard, Richard Marks? Marks? Corey Hart?
4: No. Did they play Richard Marks at your wedding? Robert Famous.
1: Yes, you were Sally Famous. be Famous. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. were, you were Sally. Your husband's last name was Famous? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. She was Sally Famous.
4: Oh, 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 my God. Horshack. He played. He was signed by the Cincinnati Reds way back in the fifties, and then he only played ball for your three years. Your
6: husband was signed in the fifties. Reds. He was a lot older
4: than I was, and no, I'm
6: really old. No, really. <laughs> oh,
2: I can he do. He was bad, signed Sally. as an infant.
6: Holy no, cow! No. He was,
4: oh, back in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right. Right. 50s. Oh my god. No, no. So, so wait. What did so, he use? I mean, what was but your he, song he, he
6: played, when you guys slept you know together? What? <laughs> Like,
10: what was a this jam in this look, Sally R- Famous Randy, household? Randy you know, this
4: is like way... And I
10: said to myself, <laughs> what a wonderful <laughs> world.
4: Kill it, Mr. Famous. <laughs>
10: I see stars. <laughs> stars <laughs> redbirds. <laughs> you saw
4: Redbirds? <laughs>
3: I wonder
5: if my grandfather hit my grandpa. Right. My grandpa was hitting it from the back when I my grandpa was playing my, I
4: think mean, what's left in my career is now over.
5: Oh, no, no,
2: everything's fine. Uh,
4: she said he was a little <laughs> older than me. Uh.
2: <laughs> this is what they got down These guys. Big band music.
4: Right. <laughs> Comes
2: out with the rope, drops it. <laughs>
4: right.
1: right now, that's every inch of Richard Marks. Jesus.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: He's got a piano tattooed, tattooed on his junk.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Richard Marsh You know what? It wasn't the 50s. Not a baby grant. I think it, was, it wasn't the 50s. I think it was the early 60s. Mm. I'm, I'm a little Huge difference.
3: Up. Huge <laughs> difference. Talk about that.
4: Wait, Shoot, or maybe seriously. the late 50s. I'm I'm confused.
6: All right. Now i got to
4: start figuring out <laughs> the math.
6: having sex to this music. got to wind I the troll up you can't first. <laughs> 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 yeah, you can be nice That's, that's,
3: that's for play
1: Wait, yeah. no, I
4: can't g- even address this Can you imagine?
1: Not We're not talking uh, about you at all, Sally We're just Sally, talking uh, about, not you We're talking about the people who did okay. Back in the 40s have can sex with Duke Ellington
4: 40s, we're talking sick hey, would you I know, to I back said back
6: we're not talking
4: about you <laughs> Okay
6: can You guys come into uh, to the hotel You're winding. Yeah, <laughs> you said the record that's player The piano yeah. Would you like some wine?
2: DVE Sports.
5: Mike Pesuda's got your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Steelers back on the practice field yesterday, and afterward they put Ben Roethlisberger in front of the cameras and the recording devices. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger didn't have a ton to say yesterday, but uh, he did say a few things that are worth revisiting. Uh, For example, he uh, actually had some nice things to say about Mason Rudolph and how the Steelers rookie quarterback had performed last Thursday night in Philadelphia.
8: Threw some really good footballs. Uh, it wasn't too big for him. I think he uh, he had fun and enjoyed it.
5: So apparently those guys are getting along. That was a, a little bit of an issue shortly after the <laughs> draft, but you know, all's well that uh, progresses well here at St. Vincent. Uh, another uh, subject that Ben talked about was the seven defensive backs package that the Steelers are working on out here Uh, They used uh, seven DBs at a time a handful of times in the last couple of years. It's not revolutionary, but it is very, very out of the norm, at least uh, for the way the Steelers have done business on defense in recent seasons. I think it's going to be a significant part of how they do it this year. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger uh, asked yesterday if uh, anybody is making that package work or if anybody looks as if they're particular particularly adept at playing with seven DBs on the field. Uh, here's how he responded.
8: Mike Hilton. Well, he's not really the seventh DB, but, you know, he's he's that guy that I look at that's in there a lot in the slot and guarding guys and is really good blitzing and really good covering.
5: A couple things about that. Mike Hilton uh, really looks good out here. And uh, I think people may have been surprised uh, by all he was able to accomplish last year, the the great play at slot corner and the sacks he was able to get and the interceptions he he's a very effective pass rusher even though he's not a very big guy uh he gets his he hands gets on there. the ball he covers uh, this guy's a really good player and he has been really noticeable through camp in uh how engaging he is with other players and coaches he, he yaps all the time he has fun all the time but he gets his work done uh, i don't think this was a fluke with mike hilton last year i think they they kind of lucked into a guy that, you know, they had drafted a former teammate of his in college to to be a prominent player, Sanquez Golson, and it didn't work out that way. But Mike Hilton has uh, picked up that ball, and he is running with it. This guy's legit.
2: Good. I love it.
5: Yeah, we need him. So they got that going for him. The other interesting part of that seven DBs thing, um, the way they line it up, it's uh, the starting cornerback when everybody's healthy. It's the starting cornerbacks, uh, Joe Hayden and Artie Burns. Hilton is in his usual uh, nickel position. Um, the safeties uh, are Morgan Burnett and Sean Davis, and then the two extra guys in the seven package are Camp Sutton and Terrell Edmonds. The interesting part of that is Edmonds continues to play strong safety, and it's Burnett. And Sutton, who are the hybrid guys? The they're the ones lining up as the uh, quote unquote linebacker fill-ins. They're they're playing up in the box where the linebackers, the inside linebackers, normally would be. And uh, when they drafted Terrell Edmonds, they talked a lot about uh, how he was versatile enough to do that. But uh, so far, they have worked him exclusively at strong safety. They just they want him to get that down and really understand that position before they start throwing a bunch of other stuff at him. Maybe that's uh, an acknowledgement that a couple of years ago, when Sean Davis was drafted, they had him try to play slot corner and safety at the same time, and it really didn't work. Uh, you know, maybe less is more for a, a rookie, at least at the outset of his career. Um, right, because Burnett did this last year. I mean, he he played a lot of the same kind of scheme with Green Bay, right, Mike? Yeah, he's a he's a veteran guy, uh, and Cam Sutton is the guy. Uh, maybe a a, a more rare type of rookie that uh, when he came in they said one of the reasons they liked him was he knew everybody's position and he, he understood what everybody on the field was supposed to be doing. Uh, but the other thing that's interesting about this is the defensive coordinator, Keith Butler, does not want to talk about it. He doesn't want to talk about it on the record. He doesn't want to talk about it off the record. He just tells you, hey, keep watching. We'll see how, it, you know, you'll, when, when it's out there, you'll see it. They don't, I'm really getting a vibe that they don't want to tip their hand how often they're going to use this i might be uh adding two and two and coming up with five but i just get a sense that uh they're going to spring this on cleveland good wonder what uh, coach todd will have to say about that
1: i just uh, look
5: i, I coach, i'm encouraged coach todd's gonna get that team to score
1: and if our defense is as bad as it was last year i'm not saying our offense isn't going to be capable of throwing up a whole lot but rusty love bell against cleveland last year wasn't so
5: good No, it was not. Uh, Yeah, you know, asking the offense to explode every game might be a lot to ask, but they might ask it anyway. Uh, Ben, we heard from Ben today talking about how he thinks the defense is coming together, and yeah, they're getting their hands on more balls and making some interceptions, things like that, but uh, I think uh, I'm going to have to see a whole lot more with a whole lot more regularity before I start thinking that defense is going to actually have things figured out but maybe the seven dbs thing will in fact be uh an elixir for what ailed them a year ago uh Terrell Edmonds talking yesterday about uh he can cover tight ends he believes and he thinks he can tackle and uh, it's not the obvious counter to that if you're an offense would be to just run against it because are smaller guys on the field but uh they think they can pull it off I suspect so uh, that's going to be interesting to keep track of that the rest of the way in the preseason and in the regular season. You might not see a whole lot of it in the preseason because I'm not uh, convinced they want to put a lot of it on tape and let people look at it, particularly Coach Todd. Bright <laughs> in his fishing hat. Last but not least, <laughs> everybody is wearing those now. Those bucket hats? Yeah, somebody was calling them Gilligan hats the other day. Yeah, they (laughs) are Gilligan hats.
1: I mean, I guess they protect you from the sun better than a football hat does, or a baseball hat, rather.
5: Well, yeah, there's not a bill on the back of a baseball hat unless you're Sherlock Holmes. Sure. Uh, Last but not least, uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, as we've talked about a couple of times, happy with the way the Steelers adjusted to the changes in rules. Uh, That included... Uh, how you line up on kickoff and kickoff return. But uh, Tomlin emphasizing this weekend that uh, that is going to be a continued study and the Steelers uh, aren't just going to look at what they're doing. They're going to look at what everybody else is doing.
10: You know, it goes beyond just the games and the stadiums that we're in. Uh, It's all the games. Uh, Right now I'm doing a good study on, you know, the 13 or so games from last week. Uh, In that area, I think all of us are taking the same approach. Uh, volume is good in terms of information gathering, so it, it includes the games outside the stadium that you're in.
5: And that's another one. I wonder if somebody figures something out on this. Are they going to hide it and wait for the regular season? It was curious to me that uh, we, we talked a lot about how on kickoff returns you have to have eight guys in that 15 yards. they're calling it the setup zone. Both the Steelers and the Eagles went with a six across and then two behind, like a 6-2 formation in the setup zone. They both did the same thing. Well, Mike, here's my uh, question for you.
1: Are they tackling better defensively? Are they looking anything like they know what they're doing with this new offense, new language, new coaches in the secondary?
5: I, I don't think the offense is an issue. Um, tackling better uh we we shall see. I, I didn't put a whole lot of stock on what I saw in Philadelphia because there just weren't a whole lot of regulars out there on either side. Uh, it, it didn't really matter. But there no. was one play that kind of jumped out, and that was a, I think it was a 26 yard run by uh, Jay Ajayi of the Eagles, who is a, a oh, legitimate yeah. guy. Yep. And we saw on oh, that play, we saw John Bostick not get to the hole fast enough. Burnett. We saw Burnett miss a tackle, and we saw Andy Burns. Burns miss a tackle. Yep. And we have seen that those fish the, before, haven't we? Those are the killer bees on defense
2: right
3: there.
5: <laughs> and, that, you know, that was the type of play. The Eagles were backed up. They were inside their own five-yard line. And then all of a sudden, bang, you want run play, and you're out of trouble. And then I, I forget what happened on the rest of that drive, but I think they ended up punting uh, from Steelers territory. But, uh, you know, it changed field position. It took the pressure off of Philadelphia. It's the kind of stuff that they gotta clean up.
1: What I'm getting at is can the imposter help us?
3: <laughs>
5: I you know I, I thought he had it down except he had gray socks on. You know,
1: ah, he had a helmet, he had was, gloves, ah, he had football pants. The giveaway.
5: The, 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 the shirt socks. was the shirt was not very good either because it had the block numbers. Yeah. And, and also, it was a little off on the color too. And if you're going to pick a number, don't pick Troy Palamala's number. Yeah,
1: that was a bad move. Hey, uh, speaking of numbers, they retired Barry Bonds' uh, number out there in San Francisco, right? I saw that. So Pretty uh, cool. Do you Had think, him on the broadcast, too. You think they should do that in Pittsburgh? Absolutely
2: not. Oh, uh, no, first time here? No.
5: I mean, he was a great player here, but it, it, why are they doing this now? That's my question. How long
2: has he been retired? Well, because I think he's like uh, he's back with the organization. He's doing some stuff for them, some scouting stuff, some hitting stuff, and I think he's basically making his run and petition to, to get into the hall.
5: Yeah. So, good luck with that. Uh, you know, uh, if that was going to be done, I think it should have been done a long time ago. It, it hasn't been done clearly to this point for a reason, right? So, what's changed? Now, Barry wants to get in the Hall of Fame.
2: I thought his I thought his time here he was great. Obviously he was an all-star. He
5: he had you know, good... he was two-time MVP. He was a, he was a Hall of Fame type player when he was here, yeah. But
2: I don't think he played long enough here to be retired
5: here. And I just think it was contentious enough that why do you want to celebrate that?
1: The thing I think is most uh, kind of hilarious about all that is time in San Francisco. Getting busted with the Clear is that the guy from Balco, who developed that stuff, is the former bass player from Tower of Power. Really? Yeah, the guy who played in this band before Rocco was the bass player. He went on to form Balco and come up with the Clear.
2: You want to ease on
5: out your trick bag? Yeah, exactly. I didn't see Leland's speech. Did he swear and curse him out again? Yeah, sure. Here. <laughs> Did he just play that video from spring training? Uh, i had it with this.
1: A buddy of mine took a picture of a bar out there. It said, smoking allowed, Jim Leland, welcome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty cool sure. game, though, right? I mean, with all the Bucko fans, all the, uh, like, the Pirates, Bonds jerseys, the uh, the McCutcheon similarities. and
5: uh, Just the whole thing came off as weird to me. It was like... From the side of both organizations, you know the Pirates putting them in the broadcast booth. All of a sudden, all's forgiven now. Like enough time has passed, you—you you were a jerk and, and you were a steroid guy. But ah, so what?
1: He's on his apology. Fans George. don't care about the jerk thing that much. I don't know. I think they see him as a guy.
5: Plus, it's been so long. Yeah,
1: it's been a long time. Revisionist history helps everybody in that regard. Yeah, that's just.
5: Uh, I mean, obviously, the guy's credential, like he was a Hall of Fame caliber player with the Pirates before he became, you know, the human home run machine. Um, but I, I know the, the the jerk part, it wasn't just the media that complained about that. The organization complained about that too. But you think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. But you don't think Barry Bonds should be? Well, the Hall of Fame has told uh, people not to vote for uh, steroid ch- abusers. Now how you actually prove that in each individual case I'm not certain but uh, mm. yeah
2: one guy bet on the game as a coach the other guy you could argue cheated to play the game his numbers we'll never know how those numbers were altered by his substance abuse
5: Willie Mays well, thinks I he think should he, be you, in. Know, you get an idea looking at his pirate stats he hit more home runs and stole fewer bases and was you know less of a dynamic right all around player his but whole he- head changed yeah do you think Pete Rose seriously ever bet against the Reds and then managed the game so that they would lose? Yes. Oh, I don't
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't I, know. I don't know. But I think as a player,
5: he should be in for sure. He's the hit. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, too. His his transgressions were as a manager. Unless they think he was betting when he was a player. I, I just thought he was so competitive and such a maniac to win. I mean, he ran the guy over in the All-Star game, Ray Fossey. Um, and he's the all-time hits leader. So Barry's the all-time home runs leader. Uh. I mean, I think at
2: some point you're going to have to start letting that generation. What, are you just not going to elect anybody from the 90s? It's
5: looking that way, isn't it? Mike Pursuto. I guess, you know, the time thing, the point Val mentioned, uh, time heals all wounds. Maybe... uh, all the people that are voting now will be dead eventually, and new people will be voting. And uh, those guys are just going to be looking at the numbers. Those guys will go in 60 years. Oh, how did we miss Barry Bonds? Tell me, tell me
1: think- Mike, live from Steelers Training Camp. More tomorrow, Thursday. Steelers head to Green Bay for Great Game stuff, 2 of the Mark. preseason, an 8 o'clock kickoff, and the pregame starts four hours before that, 4 o'clock right here on the flagship station of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 102.5 Dodge Ram. Randy Bauman in the DVE Morning Show reports this morning that Aretha Franklin is gravely ill. Uh, we've talked about uh-huh. it earlier this morning, uh, and it's uh, looking pretty grim. She's uh, her family is asking for prayers and uh, looks like uh, a long history of illnesses finally catching up with Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. Here's Aretha with Dwayne Allman doing the weight DVE. Franklin, uh, apparently uh, gravely ill, so uh, thoughts, prayers out to the Queen of Soul. That uh, recording with Dwayne Allman. So good. You can find that on the Dwayne Allman Anthology. I think that was one of the Muscle Shoals sessions that they did together, but I can't remember which studio in Muscle Shoals, if it was like the... Muscle Shoals one or the one the, that Rick what's his name had I can't remember the name of the other one there's a bunch of studios
2: down there but at any rate that documentary is well worth a watch and oh. if you haven't seen it in a while rewatch it I agree with you it's The Swampers so good uh, that's it for us
1: thanks to Jerry Dulac for joining us today tomorrow on the show more stuff want to remind you Jimmy Schubert's going to be performing at the Arcade Comedy Theater Friday the 17th he was a headliner on the DVE Comedy Festival last year and he's back It's the city's favorite spot downtown for comedy in the Cultural District. $20 tickets available at arcadecomedytheater.com slash events. Michelle's coming up next with the electric lunch. Right on. That's it?
0: I believe so. Okay. That's
1: it. Good deal. Have a great day. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face.
4: I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby.
12: For now, you guys call me Ronald.
4: Would you not eat my pants?
12: Ronald. Ah!